And we're back. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Don't touch that dial. If dial. you even know what a dial is. Don't increment the <laughs> up or down button on the digital display. <laughs> Don't slide your finger across the touchscreen. Speaking of dialing, the telephone number here in the studio is 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. Oh, man. We should get a smart device thing where we just go like, you know, smart device, call Free Talk Live, and then it just dials your phone number. We've got to have someone build us a shortcut. I think they have that. I was, I was reading something that SMART is an acronym. Okay. That stands for like you know some like method of mind control or something, right? So every time somebody puts the word smart in front of a thing, smartphone, smart this, okay. smart that or the other, particularly if government does it, it means that it's intended to further control you. Okay. I'm trying to remember what that the checks out. Is. That, can you look it up on the sure. on the device? The magic rectangle, the big uh, magic rectangle. Yeah, you brought the. She's big... got the real magic rectangle, and she still picks up the small one to look this. I uh, <laughs> I I had an ex girlfriend uh, that, or I have an ex girlfriend, or I had her, I guess. Uh, she had a couple of kids at the time, and uh, I brought over some records, right? Mm. And uh, they're like, "What are these?" And and she had to explain that they were big CDs. And big so that's, CDs. That's what they called it, right? Because the kids only knew what CDs were. Yeah. They didn't know what a record was. They'd never seen one before. I'm surprised they even saw a CD, but well, based on their mom's age, I guess that so, makes sense. But this is what it says. Specific, measurable, achievable, and relevant. No, that's no, a that's that's smart goals. That's smart, smart goals. goals. <laughs> With and time, time bound. Yep. <laughs> right. Yeah, don't forget time bound. That's a that's a management acronym that they teach you in like management <laughs> classes. Crap like that. Clearly, I'm not a manager. No, but uh, go with smart. Uh, uh, like, do like S dot M dot A dot R dot T dot, and then like phone. She's gonna come up with Maxwell's shoe phone now. From Maxwell Smart. Yeah. <laughs> she won't get that reference either. <laughs> no, but I always wanted one of those from the first time. Like, he's got a phone in his shoe, man. It's not coming up. No. no. All right. Uh, at any rate, I'll, I'll look it up uh, during the break or something. I probably won't, but, you know, whatever. Uh, Captain's Log start at 0205-2023. That's right. If th- those of you who are like me and always forget to change the year. No, 2-2, two, two, it's 2-3. That's right. Uh, it's February. Figure it out already. Feb- Fix your checks. February. February. Sometimes I'll put like 2016 or something crazy. And I'm like, oh, wow, I'm real just confused to mess with today. Oh. Okay. No, just because I'm confused. Oh. <laughs> uh, my favorite pronunciation is February. February? February. February. Yeah, like you're wary of Feb. Okay. All right. Whatever a Feb is. Like, you know, February. Uh, Probably has something to do with Black History Month. <laughs> In the studio tonight, it is myself, the, what, what was the A word? Oh, oh man. The authentic yes. Lord Reverend Doctor Captain Kickass Buckshot Esquire, if you will. Joining me, it's... Nikki. And Richie Rich. You guys need longer names. So, I know. I just so feel now, so anticlimactic. Whenever I see someone that puts their titles after their names, like <laughs> some nurses will put like... Yeah. You know, BSN, whatever, all the, yeah, they, uh, they put like 15 of them. And then every time I read it, I just want to go, if you will. (laughs) So one of the coolest nicknames I was given by a friend of mine is the Knight of Arduous Virtue. Oh, wow. What's Arduous Virtue? uh, I don't remember the specific definition, but it was basically like, 
so principled to my cause, right? That I wouldn't I wouldn't deviate from principles for anything. Sounds like a noble title. It is, it, which one the knight of it, arduous virtue. I think it might accurately describe you as well. Right. You at least uh, you know, in the time that I've known you, however many years it's been, uh, right. seems like that's the type of guy you are. Right. So but he came up with it. I went like, Oh, that's cool. What was I'll it? The arduous the knight of arduous virtue. Why knight though? I don't know. Have you been knighted? Because he's a he noble. Because he wanted to knight. You're a royal noble fellow. Pain in the ass. <laughs> Who cares? Do you justify all of your titles, Cap? I'm knight. I, actually, I'm pretty sure I have justified all of my titles uh, at one me. point or another. Okay. And, and if you want to go search through the archives, feel free to do so and dig them all up because I'm not going to do it for you. If you will. That sounds like a lot of work. Uh, what are we? Oh, we're doing a radio show. That's right. Free Talk Live. It's the Sunday night edition. Where the we... round table, the rectangle, the L-shaped table. <laughs> Knights like, of the L-shaped table. <laughs> it's like Keene, New Hampshire, where they have a town square that's a circle. Yeah. They They're bad at geometry around here. They re- literally refer to it as town square, and it's a circle, and it has been for decades. Okay. So, I again, I want to see definitions, like legit definitions. Where a, a square versus a, circle? I mean, no, where a square, ha- like the town square, where it has to be shaped like a square if that was, you know, or if square has another meaning that just means like gathering place or something uh, to that effect. Where all the like the so. squares gather? Sure. Like, oh man, that place is just for squares. Yeah. Like, Get the wrong side Like here. the square yeah. dancing. It's where you go square dancing. Which is, how is that different from line dancing? It is different. I'm trying to remember. No, because I... I remember learning how to do si do and alamand left and alamand right in high school. Okay. No, not high school. Uh, middle school. Okay. I have the answer which you seek. The answer? Answer. Yes, but it's the... spelled answer. Hmm. And so I'm mispronouncing it because of the extra letters. All right. So I have your answer. I often do that. <laughs> you town, often do that? Town square. A town square is an open public space commonly found in the heart of a traditional town, but not necessarily a true geometric shape. Boom. Well, Boom. Well, that Boom. that just says what I'm complaining about. That doesn't say, like, it, it just confirms my yeah. complaint is valid. It's because just, it's yeah. saying that not every town square is square. It's well, they changed the freaking name. Well, it's a square. It's not a square. Call it town circle. No, it's a square. It's not a square. You know what I mean? No. It's a town square. You're saying the town same square. word twice and attempting to change the meaning, well, no, but the meaning different. of square is still square. No, because this meaning of square is different. No, that's only if you precede it with the word town. So it's a town square. But it's not a different definition. Would you definition. like it to be hyphenated? No. Would that make it better? No, not at all. <laughs> no, I want it's it like to be- It's like the difference between a capitalist and a narco-capitalist. They're different. Narco-capitalist? Anarcho. Oh. Anarcho. Oh, anarcho. I was like, geez, man, capitalists like are narcotics? narcing on each other? Sometimes. We haven't even started the show yet. What's going on? Why is my voice like this? Town Square. Oh, my gosh. What will we do? <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Uh, in a bit, we're going to talk about some crazy examples of government waste just from the previous year, 2022. But first, I want to talk about this. This is from the... Fort Worth Star Telegram. Ooh, uh, this is a uh, from back around Christmas time. Uh, I've just had it on my list. Never got around to it. It seems worthy of a Sunday discussion. I'm excited. 
19-year-old put fake parking tickets with QR codes for payment on vehicles, California <laughs> cops say. That's Clever. like kind of genius, but also super grimy. It's it's sort of like uh, Keen New Hampshire, the activists here uh, did the Robin Hooding. I say yep. did because uh, the town has uh, removed... Uh, I don't know all, but a lot, and probably plan to remove all of the actual parking meters and replace it with the pay at the kiosk or pay yeah. by the app or whatever, so that people can no longer Robin Hood, which really sucks because that yep. was one of the coolest bits of activism I think that ever came out of Famously King. featured on the Colbert Report. That's right. Really? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Go look that up. But I wonder, is that the reason why they replaced it with the kiosks? Oh, or I'm is sure. that just a coincidence? No. I mean, so they were mad that people were paying other people's meters? It costs a whole bunch of money for them to update to a kiosk yeah. and app-based, internet app-based well, uh, pay-for-parking system. And so yeah. if they weren't bothered by the Robin Hooding, like, I, I mean, they would, have just left would it they alone. have upgraded yeah. to this at some point anyway? Yes. Probably, yes. but generally speaking, you only see that kind of thing in big cities, not in small towns. Yeah, and I'm just wondering. Well, they can afford the Bearcat. So. I know, right? There's discretionary well, funds available. Yeah, they probably just sold one and used it to buy the. You know, no, so, they didn't. They just taxed people more because they don't. They don't work efficiently like that, Richie Rich. So, did they use the money from the meters to pay for the new kiosk? No, they taxed people more. I'm sure. Yeah. So, what do they do? And probably, what do up, they do with the money and, from the meters, though? Like, what is the purpose of paying for parking? It, it goes into like the discretionary fund for the city. It's just it pays for the roads. Yeah, does it? I thought I, I was no being idea. I thought I was being you are being robbed and extorted yes. to pay for the roads. You are, and then when you want to park your car somewhere convenient to oh I don't know the town circle for yeah. example or the town square or the town square <laughs> uh, you have to pay again. Otherwise, they will con- yeah. they will extort you even more. Yeah, that's not adding up. It's called double dipping. And I mean that's triple dipping. Government. Because then if I don't do it, then they'll give me another ticket right. well, for okay. even more and, money. And part of the funds comes from that, right? Like they anticipate a certain amount of people to not pay the meter yeah. and they'll make up that revenue and then some in the tickets. Right. So when the Robin when the Robin Hooders were out there like walking in front of the meter maid, who were like dink with like a nickel and she's just gotta keep walking because now that one's paid. Oh, Okay, right. so now I understand. So they're just paying like the bare minimum. Just to get the meter made moving. Yeah. We, we've, we saved you a $5 ticket by dropping a nickel into yeah. your meter. Right. Robin yeah. Hooders of Keene. Yeah. And so what you have now is just the robbers of Keene, <laughs> known as government. Uh, so at any rate, uh, yeah, a uh, 19-year-old man is accused of issuing fake parking tickets in California, police said. Reports were made about bogus parking tickets on December 22nd near a beach in Santa Cruz, the city police department said in a December 23rd news release. Police said parking tickets were found on December 21st with a QR code leading to a website to make a payment. A photo of the fake parking ticket shows it was titled Santa Cruz Parking Pay with Palm Tree Graphics. The scam ticket charged $42 for a meter violation. But a photo of a real Santa Cruz parking ticket, real, for an expired meter says City of Santa Cruz notice of parking violation. Oh, and, completely different. And it costs $43. He was just soliciting payments. So I'm wondering, would it be 
better for him to copy the same exact thing or no, no. would it be worse counter- cuz then you're counterfeiting right yeah but I, either way right if i just if i just put marketing material on your car well, and, and you that's go to what a website I'm, and make a payment. That's well, that's what, what I'm do. saying. So if he, because I was thinking, you know, maybe he wouldn't get caught if he did the same exact thing. Maybe no one re- would report it. They'd maybe find out eventually. But I was also wondering if he could kind of get it out does, of trouble by, you know, it's it, a little it bit up for. It doesn't say parking but, violation. But can you legally put stuff on people's car? Yeah, I know people do it all the time, but it is interesting because. Uh, the fact that he didn't copy what actually exists. Right. Right. So it makes you wonder if, like, does he have some sort of legal knowledge about this? Yeah. Like, was it on purpose Has he or consulted not? an attorney before doing this, perhaps? Could be. You know? Um, I, the article says nothing about any of that, but it does go on to say police found the man accused of giving out the bogus tickets near the beach area and arrested him on charges of unlawful use of a computer system and attempted fraud. I don't know. A computer mm. system. Well, because he printed the tickets, had the website built to go make the payment. Yeah, but mm. I'm so, wondering so if the, that's actually cu- unlawful, though, because really, I mean, it would really depend what's on that piece of paper. We all know his intention. I mean, I've gotten but- park- I've gotten parking tickets from the state, right? And I have mailed that back in with an invoice for returning government property. You know, like, yeah. hey, here's your piece of paper back. Stop putting stuff on my vehicle. Right. Here's the here's, charge. Here's the ticket I'm going to write you right. for putting this on my car. Every time you leave a piece of paper on my car, it charges $5,000 to return it to we'll, you. Uh, we'll, we'll come back to I that. A fake PO number and invoice and everything. Right. Like, Let's go to the phones. We have an unscreened caller. What's your name, please? Cynthia. Hey, Cynthia. Where are you calling from? San Francisco. Hey, you're live on the air. What's on your mind? Well, I want to remark on two things. Um... And it does it indirectly somewhat relate to government abuse. And one of them is the licensing of positions, which is being shown to be totally bogus since they're going after the licenses of positions who stood up against the use of a toxic which is brew to be injected into your arm. Okay. Right? Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, to become a physician, you have to get a certain number of college credits you have to take uh, an entrance exam and place well. You have to interview. And in medical school, you have to take tests. And then you have to take national boards. And that should be adequate. And then you go into significant debt, which they can Sorry? lord over you. I said, and you usually take on significant debt to go through all that. So they can lord yeah. it over you and say, like, well, yes, there, if you don't follow what we're going to do, then you will not be a physician and you still have to pay back all your uh, medical bills, medical loans. Or not, so, you know, medical I, school loans. I also want to remark on a presentation that was in the uh, the um, show before you, and it was someone, uh, uh, a professor, discussing some research that suggested that alcohol in excess of one drink a week was a cause of cancer, and that's really pretty bogus. I was going to say, um, that doesn't even make you an alcoholic. Yeah, right, right, exactly. So the, what they're missing is, and I, I honestly believe that, Research like this is part of cover-ups, right, to, uh, to tr- direct people away from the real culprit. Absolutely. And uh, one of the issues that gets overlooked is the amount of iron in the typical American's diet because the government mandated the addition of a particularly reactive form of iron into flour, cornmeal, 
and cornmeal. Huh. And uh, corn is a significant part of people's diets, and so is flour. Right, yeah. And it's a, it's a particularly reactive form. And so people think, oh, only the people who have hemochromatosis, you know, when you hyperabsorb iron, are going to be affected. But this is not so, because uh, your body is going to take in a certain percentage of iron no matter what. And oh, by the way, the alcohol ingestion does increase the amount that you take in, the amount of iron you take in. But what you do is you keep an eye on your ferritin level and make sure it stays under 50. Under 50 is where they shoot um, for hemochromatosis patients to improve their memory. Okay. Even though uh, levels of like 300 and 500 being people are being told that's normal, it's historically it is not normal. It is a toxic heavy metal when it's in excess, heavy metal. and that is in excess. So. You do what you have to do, donate blood or take certain agents that help to lower your iron. Red wine does lower iron. Red wine is safe. And, so, Cynthia, um, I just want to mention something real quick. I don't know if you've ever heard of this, but it is possible for people, because of them fortifying all of the cereals and foods and milk and everything with iron, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of people being overloaded with iron, but also... When they test their blood, their their hemoglobin levels are low, so they're iron deficient. They they have too much iron in their body, but their body cannot process it. Right, and um, I I actually have hemochromatosis, and what you're describing actually happened to me twice. And the recommendation was, oh, take more iron. No one checked the ferritin level. Yeah, exactly. So how is that how you found out? No, I did a 23andMe uh, genetic evaluation and went, hmm, I have two copies of this gene. I, you know, I was never really taught about it. As a, I'm a physician. I was in training. I wasn't really taught about this disorder. There was no updates on it, and um, they didn't have a genetic screening for it until close to the late 1990s, and by then I was ending my practice. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm just saying that that the government actually doesn't help you with your medical care. No, yeah. other than you don't to, say. Other than to pay, you know, help help make sure insurance companies have a lot of money, right? So that they can fund their medical industrial complex. Yeah. So I just want to get this right, really quick, just because I'm really interested in this. What? So you had to do the genetic test to get your. Or so the, no, that was to diagnose yourself with the hemo. Whatever chromatosis. it's called. Chromatosis, yeah. Well, I, so I, how did you I, get I, your real iron levels? Because the only yeah, way I, I'm aware actually, of is the hemoglobin uh, test with a blood draw. I went to my medical provider and asked for the testing. And um, this is crazy. I had lots of evidence that I had hemochromatosis. What this was the test called, provider, though, if you, if you know? What was the test Sorry? called that you did? Oh, uh, I got a ferritin. Okay. Right. The ferritin, F-E-R-R-I-T-I-N. Okay. Um, and there's a lot more correlation with that ferritin level and the risk of cardiovascular disease and the risk of cancer and the risk of cirrhosis than any alcohol uh, other than those, those hemo- people with hemochromatosis with very high ferritins, like over 900, they, 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 they ask them to strongly restrict their alcohol until they can get their ferritin level much lower. Okay. So eat less so, iron fortified um, food and drink more red wine. Well, I mean, and I think what the real issue here is because people will be, they, they're, 
hematocrit levels will be low, their hemoglobin will be low, they're essentially anemic, but their body is toxic with iron because a lot of the food, like the fortified iron foods, your body cannot process that. It can't just process the straight iron. So that's why it's important to eat foods like meats and and natural foods that have iron in them, you know, spinach, stuff like that, instead you mean I of can't, just taking... I can't just sit around no, and, no. I can't just sit around and gnaw on an iron skillet? I mean, that no, no, actually no. It does might, into your food, though. It, it might be better to do that than to take these vitamins and the supplements that are just overloading people's body with iron, and their body doesn't have the other nutrients to process it. Yeah. So... Um, actually, it might be an issue with inadequate amounts of zinc or copper mm-hmm. because you can yes, also exactly, be yeah. based on those yeah it's the it's the copper and the zinc that the body you know if, if they're if the body isn't balanced in all of these minerals and all of these vitamins you know same with the vitamin c if the body isn't in balance then it can't absorb and a lot of people these days you know if they if they don't have enough stomach acid if their hormones are out of whack they can't even their body can't even process the nutrients and we're essentially just you know get getting rid of them you know the body cannot well, process it when you say that your body will not absorb understand that your body is going to take in iron regardless but it can't use it, though. So it's, yeah, so it's absorbing it, That's but right. it's not using it, and it's not getting into the bloodstream to, you know, help the blood circulate oxygen. Right, but it is being stored, and it's harmful. For one thing, it, it gets into the white blood cells, and it inactivates, inactivates the white blood cells, so they can't help you fight off infection. The extra iron ends up floating around as free iron, and that feeds bacteria and can cause sepsis. Right, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So because physicians were not taught about this, and because the government mandates illogical things, like the addition of extra reactive iron, um, we're, we're just, we're just, and then they have control of the licenses. So if, if they step out of line, I step out of line by being an advocate for uh, doctors learning about sleep apnea, which is extremely common and actually is often totally unrelated to your weight. Hey, Cynthia, thank you for the call. Yeah. We appreciate okay. you. 603-283-6160. Are you an Iron Man? Are you an Iron Woman? Give us a call. Let us know if you've had troubles with iron in your diet. This is Free Talk Live. Artificially enthused about it. This is my inside voice. This There's is how I, I can talk about all it. of the time. I'm excited. When I go through the drive-thru, I go, I would like a double cheeseburger, onion rings, and a large orange drink, please. They're like, sir, then... please lower your voice. I can't. This is how I talk. Samuel Adams, it's good beer. Dave Chappelle, anyone? No. no. Right. Sorry. It'll get you drunk. Might even fight a guy or two. <laughs> I have to censor that bit because we're on actual mm. radio. But Terrible. Yeah. Dave Chappelle. Funny man. Hilarious dude. The Dave Chappelle Show. 
is historical in so many ways. Predicted the future in so many ways. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I was trying to look for the uh, SMART acronym, uh, but I'm... My my Google foo, oops, nope, my uh, search engine foo, I have to, have to come up with a new name for that, uh, is not panning out. Nope. My duck duck gofoo. Yeah, uh, that sounds like nope. something you order, right? Yeah. I'd like one order of duck duck gofoo, please. There you go, yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, make it the family size. Yeah. You know. Uh, anyway, it's free talk live. Telephone number 60323. 6160 in the studio tonight. It's myself, the captain. Snicky, if you will. And Richie Rich. Snicky? Yep. Did you say Snicky? No, I said Nicky. You said it's Nicky. Oh, I I I missed the the ear. If you will. Or the ear and the. uh, All I heard was Snicky, if you will. And I'm like, well, I mean, I'll call you Snicky if you want to, but like, I don't know if I will or not. (laughs) I don't know (laughs) if I like that. Uh, we were talking about a couple of things. A guy put some fake parking tickets on some cars in California. And, uh, well, he put he put promotional brochures. Well, on some <laughs> promotional cars. brochures, yeah, solicitations, solicitations. Yeah. But they were clearly uh, suggestions, you know, right? That you know, folks confused for parking tickets because they looked similar. Hey, it happens. Uh, they and with a QR code on that. Brought people to a website asking them to pay forty two bucks. Yeah, I'm sure it wasn't a dot gov website. So if they kind of you know, you know what figure you... it out. When was the last time you got a parking ticket that had a QR code on it? But then we yeah, had uh, we had right. Cynthia call in, who's a physician, to talk about uh, iron and uh, not maiden, not butterfly, no, but iron like in your diet. And uh, you and she had quite the discussion. That was exhilarating. Yep. And Agata Davida. <laughs> Uh, before we go on, uh, we'll get to your calls and thoughts in just a second. Some of you have wanted to support Free Talk's li- Free Talk Live's mission on a monthly basis, but you didn't want to go through Patreon. Well, we have good news. We now have an alternative that helps our premier streaming platform, Odyssey. Visit video.freetalklive.com and click join at the top of the channel. You can subscribe for five bucks a month. And unlike other subscription services, Odyssey adds their processing fee on top, so it'll cost a little over 5 bucks a month. But Free Talk Live will receive the entire amount you pledge, so the whole 5 bucks that you pledge actually shows up in you know Free Talk Live's account. Higher donation tiers are available if you are feeling so inspired. We appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, you will get a special membership badge that's visible in the Odyssey chat room, and if we get enough supporters... We may enable members-only chat. This new subscription method is a great way to decentralize our direct listener support away from just Patreon and also support a libertarian-run business, Odyssey. Please visit video.freetalklive.com, click join to subscribe to our Odyssey channel and help support spreading our message around the planet. Again, visit video.freetalklive.com and click join today. Thank you. We appreciate you. All right, let's go to your calls and thoughts. We have Zan calling from South Carolina. Zan, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how y'all doing? I'm good. <laughs> it's on your no, this ain't about Iron Butterfly or nothing like that, man. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you were talking. I just tuned you in right after you guys got on, uh-huh. and uh, you were talking about 
some dude out there putting on flyers on like is there parking tickets? Is that correct? And it, he's he's soliciting money for that. Well, yeah. So a nineteen-year-old man is accused of issuing fake parking tickets in California. <laughs> that didn't say parking <laughs> violation or city of whatever. I, so uh, it just says send send forty bucks for this place. Forty two dollars, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Let me uh, let me yeah, zoom no, in on the image. And I can tell you. For I'm an sure. old head, man. I'm sixty years old, but I remember. I was like 12 or 13, and this guy paid me and my buddy to go put these uh, flyers on people's under their windshield wipers. <laughs> and so uh, we got chased and beat up a couple of times. We only made like eight bucks a day or something. We had to split it. But I'm telling you, I think it's still legal. I don't know, man. It's probably state to state, right? I mean, I if mean, it's illegal, it's still common practice. Yeah. Beg your pardon? I didn't hear you. I said, e- even if it's illegal, it is still common practice. Yeah, yeah, I don't understand that. I mean, I get junk mail every day. You ever go to, I mean, I go to my mailbox, like, what is all this stuff, you know? And, uh, Solicitations. Yeah, so it, it, but, but I don't know. He's scamming, so they, they locked him up. They, he got arrested? Yeah. This is uh, oh. an unfinished story, so all we know is that uh, he's in trouble for doing this. <laughs> uh, and they, you know, they don't elaborate on anything else. So uh, this happened around Christmas uh, in Santa oh, Cruz, really? California. So you know, you know how long courts take to get around. I've been stuff, to so. Santa Cruz. That's a college town. Probably some college kid, right? He was yeah. nineteen. Nineteen. <laughs> so yeah. Well, no, it was just a funny story. And uh, thanks, thanks you guys, because I, I only get you once a week down here. And uh, yeah, you were uh, saying really, that that we're not usually on on Sundays. Is that right? Not not down here in, in, in the town I live in. Because uh, what station so are you listening to? Some stupid basketball game. Uh, oh, oh, uh, oh man, um, I'm in Columbia, South Carolina. I can't remember the call letters. Okay, that's fine. Oh, so okay, we got preempted by a basketball game. This is the makeup show. Well, yeah, yeah we we no, will get preempted by sports and things like that, understood. depending on the station. But so. they didn't play a replay of their normal night. They're oh. playing the live show on a Sunday night. Oh, cool. Well, and also, I would like yeah. to mention, Maybe. we do, if you go Free to video.freetalklive.com, you can always watch the show. And on freetalklive.com, yeah, I, I there's other listen links and stuff. I'm a Luddite. I, 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 I got my little radio, you know what I mean? But you guys are funny, man. And uh, No, but that, I, I just remember sticking flyers on these windshields, and it was blazing hot outside, and people would chase us from their cars and stuff. But, uh, you know, we were out trying to make a buck way back when. And uh, But 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 that's a very – that's kind of interesting because uh, I, 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 I bet it's been tried before, too. You know, hey, you owe this money. Some people will – see something you owe money oh i better pay it yeah big big corporations get scammed like this all the time you send a fake invoice to them right right? the accounts payable department goes like oh we got another invoice and they just pay it (laughs) god man well i'm trying to stay out of that that racket man but uh thanks for the story you made me laugh and uh y'all have a wonderful evening thanks for the call zan thanks for listening we appreciate you the man is always harassing working people <laughs> you know how you know. I was just thinking. A great laugh. I can't you know how they it, have right? the live studio audience. Yeah, I want to just have his laugh. Like whenever we He's make a joke, just have yeah. Yeah. Okay. the laugh track. <laughs> uh, I was looking, that, Riley. I was zooming in on the close-up. They have a photo of uh, you know the supposedly fake one yes, versus right. the real one. Uh, you know, <laughs> and uh, the real one. 
It looks real. It's got a barcode on it. It says notice, it looks real. notice of parking violation. Barcode or QR code? Barcode. Okay. I think they all look fake. They all look fake to me. I don't actually see the barcode on the the f- supposedly fake one, uh, but it says Santa Cruz parking pay. It has a citation number uh, and a couple other things, time, uh, that kind of a thing. And then it says location. Uh, it says right. why. I can't. It's hard to make out. So Santa Cruz parking pay, right? right. Isn't a, it doesn't say violation. No. No. Doesn't say money due. Although there I is mean, a- technically, this probably isn't illegal, but he's definitely going to be found guilty. Oh, no, it's probably illegal, uh, yeah. but we, we're trying to find the nuance that makes it okay. Hmm. It says- I mean, it's not okay, because I think, for me personally, the way I believe, intention is everything. Right. He was clearly trying to scam people. Right. Okay. You know, not cool. It's not like... Hey, I need money. Please give me some. Right. So if he was panhandling yeah. with the QR code, no yeah, problem. That's cool. Sure. I wonder when that's going to happen. I wanted to do that a while ago. Yeah. Just like put a Bitcoin QR I code. I basically out there. do that. <laughs> Not really panhandling, but I have my QR codes printed she out. Have pulls you guys up on her motorcycle. Please, have you guys seen the, the, the not unattractive female panhandler here in Keene? Um, no. When you when you get off the freeway and you're way um, into town, there's a ton of them. They're always there's there's not well, recently because like, it's so they're, cold. They're usually but... scruffy looking dudes, <laughs> but there's this one gal who like I mean Who's she's not probably unattractive. she's probably mid thirties. Right? Like hey baby, wanna it's, get in I my mean, car? It's not you know she's not like babed up or anything. She's no. not you know hoed up with the makeup and stuff, but. You know, she's trying to look grubby or whatever, but like you could tell yeah. that she's not out of shape. She's not overweight. Yeah. Are you trying to call you know shenanigans I mean? on her being no, homeless? She's just or? a new panhandler. You looked that way on your first day of homelessness. Oh, really? <laughs> you don't. You don't just magically. You don't just turn into Richie Rich overnight. Yeah, no, not overnight. <laughs> Wait, you have a home? Yeah, you're not homeless. What's but your you're... excuse? <laughs> Depression. Uh, fair. Fair deuce. <laughs> No, but like your first day of homelessness, right? It's still your good clothes, right? Yeah. You're freshly showered from, you know, the day before. And like, oh, man, what, what am I going to do cute, now? She could probably, you know, I, get a little extra. I, I, I've, I've I would not go feet. after that just because I'm certain that I'm not the first dude to mm. go, huh? You know what I mean? And <laughs> obviously not even the first chick. Not even, not even the first chick to think that, yeah. right? So like if she's into that or, you know, is willing to do that, I certainly don't want to be a part of that if what, you know okay. what i mean what i don't want she, the risk what if she said <laughs> captain i normally don't do this but you're kind of cute uh well first of all I, it would require me to have a conversation with her oh, okay which is not occurring well you're not gonna just, pull just over on the side of the, the road window. no i jump uh, on in i i have to say that i was surprised that a there were homeless in king new hampshire a town oh, there's of, a decent a amount of, of homeless 20, people, people. Yeah. Uh, and then I was also surprised that there were panhandlers not only at the exits or mm-hmm. entrances uh, of the on-ramps and off-ramps, but just wandering around downtown. Now, yeah. having lived in Seattle before moving here, I was used to that, mm-hmm. right? I've been around panhandlers. They're annoying, and I just ignore them all. Yeah. Uh, and people are like, hey, man, nope, right? Yeah. Uh, just a firm nope and keep walking is generally all it takes. Plus, I look like me. People don't usually argue with me when I say nope. 
Uh, so, you know, th- there was that. But, like, it happened my first day in downtown Keene. Yeah. I was just walking downtown looking for a bar to go to, and here comes some scruffy-looking dude, like, hey, man, I'm looking to get some money to get a run. I'm like, nope. Well, I mean, you when know? you think about it, so Keene is, what, the third largest city in New Hampshire? So what? everyone wow. in... That's, that's pretty small. It's, yeah, it's New Hampshire, right? Yeah. So, so what is it, everyone... Manchester, Concord, Keene? That's what I'm assuming. Conked. It's bigger Conked. than... Na- Keene is bigger so, than Nashua? Oh, Nashua might fourth. be bigger. Yeah. Maybe fourth. Okay. Well, e- either way, regardless, this All is right. a city. Are you kidding? This is a, clearly a little town. Yeah. But New Hampshire standards, it's a city. Yeah. So all of the other people that live in southwestern New Hampshire, this is the point that they're going to... You're not going to pandle on the side of some dirt road. You know what I mean? So in rural areas... Did you say pandle? Panhandle. Panhandle? Oh, I thought she said Pandle, Pan- which is, you know, I mean, Panhandle, but Pandle is a portmanteau. Mm. Of? Pan and Handle. Okay. I like it. Even though Panhandle is one word. Okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so you know what I mean? So I think Short that's manteau. why people. Short manteau. <laughs> they're coming to Keene because where else are they, you know? There's not really well, I imagine, a, better, a better spot. I, I imagine that the, uh, the, the homeless population of Keene, New Hampshire is snobbish. Towards the homeless people of like a larger city, right? <laughs> we get our money from the wealthy and keen. <laughs> like they, they you probably get your figure money from the average person in Manchester. They probably figure like I know for a fact that the homeless in Seattle have it way better than say the homeless in Chicago. Oh you, yeah, you're gonna sure. regret it when she cleans up nice because you know panhandlers can bring in some serious money, man. Well, so my former bass player uh, coined the term hobosexual. Oh. And that <laughs> is he that would mean? only date homeless girls. Because you could drop them off anywhere. You could drop them off anywhere when you're done with them. Oh, my gosh. So ter- <laughs> tertiary story to that, right? Me and my buddy. Hobosexual. I don't think we'd ever done this, right? But we're thinking about, like, you know, picking up girls at the bus stop. And he had a, he had a Harley, <laughs> right? So it's like a motorcycle. Yeah. So you pull up to the bus stop. Is that what a Harley is? It's like a motorcycle? No, it's a, I mean, it's not a real, it's not an Indian or anything like that. <laughs> but, but he had one. And we're like, okay, so you pull up to the chick at the bus stop. Okay. Right? And like the, the pickup line is going my way, right? Because if she's going your way and it's interested, she hops on the bike. But if she says no, then the throwaway line is, well, you're at the wrong bus stop. And he just <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> that is hilarious. Uh, circling back to this story about the uh, 19-year-old man who put fake parking tickets with QR codes for payment on vehicles in California. Payment solicitations. I'm not going to use the government terminology for this poor young lad. Okay. Fake parking tickets. Uh, parking ticket I is like a legal I like the brochure. Term. Yes, <laughs> yes, it's a brochure. Suggestive brochure. He, he, he left leaflets. leaflets. Flyers, if yeah. you will. If yes. you will. <laughs> Uh, evidence related to, or relevant to the scam was found in his vehicle whenever they found the guy. It's not clear how many fake tickets were issued or how many people made a payment, police said. The man told police he didn't get any payments. Santa Slick. Cruz is about 75 miles south of San Francisco. Why did they? See, it was. <laughs> Here's the end of the story. The last sentence this writer puts in. Santa Cruz is about 75 miles south of San Francisco. Huh? Was like this the San Francisco like I could like that's not relevant to the story at all. Like well, if, if I was curious how far Santa Cruz a... was from San Francisco, I would go to maps. If it was a San, it if it's a San Francisco newspaper, it might be relevant to the people in San Francisco. It's Fort Worth, Texas. Oh, okay. All right. It's the Fort Worth Star Telegram. Right. Well, stand corrected. <laughs> well, no, you sit correct, but that's okay. Uh, so yeah, 
Yeah, you know, whatever. 43 bucks. Who knew? I mean, is the dude an entrepreneur or is the dude a scam artist? Also, that's an expensive One parking ticket. Mutual exclusive. The parking tickets in Keene are like 10 bucks. <laughs> well, and, well, Manchester yeah, in Keene, man. Come on. Come on, man. I mean, like, you go, I mean, I bet you this is a Boston sized ticket. I bet I've you, never you get the same well, ticket a, in Boston. Yeah. So I, I've never I'll, paid a ticket there. I shall be fighting a Manchester ticket, and that one is 50. Oh, really? big city oh. Manchester. Right. So not you know Boston-sized ticket yeah. in Manchester. When are the left going to take over and change the name to Personchester? <laughs> I'm triggered. <laughs> Manchester oh, and sister Nikki. city Womanchester. Or Snicky. Woman. Yeah, Womanchester. Personchester. Chester. Sure. People Chester? Just Chester. Chestershire? Let's just change it yeah, to Chester. Yeah, just change it. Non-binary Chestershire. Non-binary Chester. So speaking of non-binary chess, I know this isn't a, a show prep article, but it was- It's it, not? It's an, it was an interesting headline, right? There's uh, a, a transgendered individual, I think also in Texas, okay, right? And they she went in to get her driver's license, and they wouldn't let her put female on the license. Mm-hmm. So she walked outside and took a shirt off. And then they ticketed her for indecent exposure for bearing her bare female breast. She was like, "Oh, I thought I wasn't a female." Exactly. So uh, now she's so now she's like going up against the state, going like, "You guys got to make a decision." One right. Or the other. She made the state define that. it themselves right. by issuing her the citation, right. forcing them to contemplate their definition exactly. and their pro. That's beautiful. Right. I love it when people use the state against itself. Right. That's so. a thing of beauty. Not worth not worth the whole article because that's basically the whole story and yep. we'll see what happens with it. But there the, you go. The hoe story. Hoe story. The truth. The hoe truth. Speaking of hobos. The truth. Ho hobos. Hobo. Uh I do want to talk about the nine crazy examples of government waste, but not just quite yet. All We're right. gonna tease it to the very end. Well, no, not to and the And then very never end, get to it. <laughs> we've done that before, so you know it's possible. Uh, U-G-L-Y, you ain't got no alibi? You ugly. This from the dailymail.co.uk. Exclusive! This is great. All capital letters. Exclusive! Have you seen this one yet, Nikki? No, I haven't. Oh, you're in for a treat. Here's the headline. Unattractive people are more likely to keep wearing face masks in the post-COVID era, a study suggests. Yeah, it's true. And actually, I have personal experience with this, so I'm supposed to wear a mask at work. I don't know. Wait, wait. Are you, but, do you have like some low self-esteem problems we should No, but of? if I'm breaking out, sometimes I'll wear the mask. Whereas like if I, you know, if I look good, I will, All right. you know, All right. so just, I'm more likely, but I'm more likely to actually wear it and be compliant with it if I feel like I don't look good. Okay. But if I look good, I'm like, nah, I'm not wearing I'm flaunting that. this. This yeah, is a beautiful uh, come on. I, uh, <laughs> Throughout the entire COVID thing, I didn't put a mask on one freaking time. Because you're a very handsome man. Well, outside <laughs> yeah, of that. Exactly. Outside of that. Like, I just am against, like, on principle, like, them no. to, like, the all the science. negated everything. Yeah, all yeah, of the, all all of the science Clashes. and all of the studies prior to COVID suggest that masks do diddly squat. Yeah. All of the studies that are, like, they're coming out now. There are headlines that I didn't put in my show prep. I read just today. They're like, yep, uh, this uh, new study shows that the mask did diddly squat. I mean, and that's absolutely true. I feel like, for me, I, so... In between my nursing jobs yeah. for nine months, I didn't wear a mask once. I didn't really have to. For me, 
I mean, the vaccine was for sure where I drew the line. Like, I am willing to get fired over this. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not doing that. The mask, it's not big enough of a deal for me to lose my job over. You know, like well, my me it's, me it's helping coming. people as a nurse is more important to me than the mask thing. Well, the and mask in in nursing environments and hospital environments makes are, a little bit more sense. Yeah, and are common. It's yeah. commonplace to begin with. Exactly. Uh, the. But not I, for pe- not for everybody. Yeah, not for like going to market basket. Yeah. I mean, that's ridiculous. I eventually put a mask on, just to see what it's like for, uh, so <laughs> that I could experiment a little bit. No, yeah. no, so that I could attend the mm, uh, the, the audience. Six. Yeah, the crypto six trial. I could be in the actual audience of the courtroom. That was recent. Yeah, that, that was wasn't recent. even deemed like the height he made of the it. pandemic. Yeah, he made yeah. it a couple of years. Like like they had done away with the whole mask thing inside the federal court and the New Hampshire courts and then because somebody on the jury yeah, some somehow dingus. indicated that they would be more comfortable if everybody would wear a mask. The judge was like, spaces. "Okay, everybody's masking up. We got somebody sensitive <laughs> over here." Yeah. You know, and so then and what the court did is they set up another courtroom down the hall where you could watch the proceeding on a video monitor. And I'm like, that's... So you have an entire room as your mask instead of just the yeah. face mask. And it's like, yep. I, you know, I don't... You know, no, I want to look these jury people in the eye as they're, you know, hopefully not going to, but eventually did uh, issue a, a guilty plea on mm-hmm. all counts, which is just like, wow, you guys are some mean bastards. Yeah. And you know what? I think it's important in those cases... For the jury and the judge to be able to see people right. going out of their way to support Ian, right. you know, like those, uh, which is those why pews, those pews should be filled. And I was actually surprised that more people didn't attend. To be completely honest, it with would you. have been nice, like if standing room only, both rooms. Yeah, right? absolutely, you know, that would have been great. Uh, we did have the one day of protest where a whole bunch of people showed up outside and, you know, sign waving and media yeah, was and there. Yeah, and that was, that was nice all that to kind see of as stuff. well. And, and that was pretty great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really appreciate everybody that came out and showed their support there. But I did eventually put a mask on uh, for, yeah, I don't remember how many days of the trial I attended. I think it went on for 10 days, 12 yeah. days or something. And I was there for most. I probably missed three days or something. Mm-hmm. Or I did a couple of half days here and there. But that was... To me, it was more important to put on a mask to be present and a body, you know, sitting there in support uh, of Ian as he went to trial. And so it's it's so weird because, like, I stood on principle to not put one on through the whole COVID thing. And then when that was over, I had to put one on anyway to go support my friend. But, well, I mean, that's principle, too. It's also weighing the cost and benefits. Yeah. Right. You know, like, is yeah. this a hill you want to die on? And, like, is this more important than supporting your friend? Hmm. Yeah, you know? like I still do not opt out of the body scanners at the airports because I have better things to do. Exactly. Yeah, I uh, I opted out a couple. No, uh, yeah, a couple of times. It was during the same trip that I did the opt right. out. But that was a big thing when it first came out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Opt out. Opt out. We got an opt out over here. People refusing to fly. <laughs> wee-oo, wee-oo. Right. Uh, still to come, more of your calls and thoughts. I see we have a caller on hold right now. We'll get to that. Uh, also, we'll talk more about ugly people wearing these masks, or at least wanting to continue to do so as they feel unattractive. Here on Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160. More coming up. Free Talk Live. 
better than ever. Back again. Guess who's back? Tell a friend. Yes, please free do talks tell live, a friend. Free talks live, free talks live. It is Free Talk Live. That's the name of the show. What's the website? Uh, freetalklive.com. What's the telephone number? 603-283-6160. If you want to be a part of this show, that if is you will. the phone number. If you will. That is the phone number you need to dial. Again, 603-283-6160. We were talking about, uh, before the break, we were talking about exclusive. Ugly people. Unattractive people. They use unattractive, not ugly. Okay. So much longer word. All right. Unattractive people are more, all caps, more likely to keep wearing face masks in a post-COVID era study suggests. Mm. Doesn't say study finds. It says study suggests. So cute hobo panhandler or ugly chick wearing a mask? Hmm. Uh, yep. Uh, cute hobo panhandler wins every time. Really? Okay. Oh, yeah. I, I'm thinking, yeah, because you never know what you're getting behind that mask. Yeah, you lost yeah. me at ugly. <laughs> yeah, particularly if the, there's some self-esteem issues there. Okay. But, like, I don't know. Well, yeah. I mean, you could. All right. I don't want to be too predatory, but self-esteem <laughs> issues is like low-hanging fruit. <laughs> you've, you've crossed that line already, Richard. You might as well just go for it. That's all right. <laughs> uh, you could also just go E all of the above and try to get both of them in a three-way. Huh? I mean, I'm just saying. Right? May the odds be yeah. ever in your favor. I mean, it's it's part of a country song of some kind. If, right? I, like, I like girls with no granddad. <laughs> <laughs> if either of them are, uh, uh, you know, holding a sign, you know, uh, we'll work for food or something like that, right? You know, I, I now, got a sausage right here. <laughs> now you already know what the stakes are. No pun intended. <laughs> no stakes. <laughs> got it. <laughs> Let's go to your calls and thoughts. We have. Tom calling from New Hampshire. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, good evening. Uh, you know, I don't know much about how to pilot mm. a jet. And that's Please don't okay. be talking about piloting a jet then. Okay, well, okay. I don't go wandering into uh, the cockpit, and I definitely don't mess with the controls when i got no idea what I'm doing. Okay. But when people walk into the voting booth, they are at the controls of the entire United States Air Force. No, they're not. The other branches and all of the law enforcement agencies in the country. And uh, let's see now, United States Senator. Oh, I like the color of the button on this one. Uh, and for Congress. Oh, this one lives right next door to my sister-in-law, and she told me to vote for him. Okay. And when you get campaign mail, you, ads in the mail, you'll notice it's always on card stock because they know most voters won't even bother to open an envelope to learn where the candidates stand on the issues, and they definitely won't visit like the campaign websites of all the candidates running for that office and compare them where they stand on the issues. Okay, but I so, take I take so some issue I take some issue with your uh, idea that people who go to the voting booth are in control of the Air Force. They're not. They're not. Well, they elect uh, they elect idiots like Trump, uh, you know, and uh, instead of checking out where the candidates stand on the issues and like what the qualifications are, I mean, he never even held public office, and and stuff like that. 
So, uh, yeah. That seemed like his best qualification. Uh, yeah, I was about to say, does that really matter? I mean, he, I well, mean it, didn't, didn't we way? grow up in a society where you're taught that anybody can be president? Yeah, he's yeah. got to be well, 35, right? <laughs> 34. It's government like by a bunch of fat, stupid, ugly old ladies that watch soap operas and play bingo and read tabloids and don't know the metric system. What? Well, thank you for the call. Oh, wow. Was that the mic drop? That was just Tom, totally yeah. Right, yeah. He went out with style. Tell Americans. He went out with style. Well, <laughs> you know, let's just say, let's just say that everybody who voted did uh, evaluate, you know, what the politicians' stances were on whatever issues. That I like this guy had. because I support yeah. him on all the issues. Yeah. They're still not in control of the Air Force. I mean, we know yeah, I mean, that's kind Democrat, of Republican, statement. whatever, the bombs keep dropping. They just keep dropping. They're yeah. still dropping now. And that's kind of the thing. You know, it doesn't matter who you vote for. They either all soccer can only get so much done. And I will say New Hampshire is unique in a way where we can elect people into office and they actually do try their best to get stuff we done. Don't pay them. But well, and, and the, so, yeah, we don't pay them, which is great. But also, it is great, you know, actually. a lot of our liberty friendly reps a lot of their stuff gets I, shot down by all the statists. So I it's contend, like we're trying. But, I contend mm. that if you took uh, pay away from all politicians, make it a completely voluntary thing, that government would improve vastly. Probably. Overnight. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm less convinced because at some point, right, it, it's no longer about the money. It's about the power. And also, do they... Even the politicians that no, get I'm with paid. You. I'm just saying improve. I'm not saying okay. would be great, but I'm saying it would improve because now you're going to have people who want to get in office not for the money, not to become millionaires, right? How many times do we see somebody gets uh, uh, elected? Uh, Alexandria Ocrazio Cortez, right? Yeah. She was a what a bartender, yeah. Right? How much is a bartender worth? Fifty grand, hundred grand tops, okay. Right? So then she and now she's a multimillionaire. How did that happen? But how much? So Her this salary is, the is like a hundred grand a year. So this is the thing: it doesn't matter what your salary is necessarily, because a lot of these politicians are clearly making more money than their salaries. Right. So I where's it you. coming from? You know. So I don't think it matters if the taxpayers paying them or not. They well, still might be going in for. No, I'm just saying power. that if the positions were unpaid, it would attract. Uh, the type of people that are more likely to be, we'll say, activists, right, yeah. who actually want to affect change because it's a completely voluntary position. People wouldn't be able to make careers out of it the way they do. So I'm I'm probably going to butcher this quote a little bit, but I will, you know, Mises are one of those guys. Bring it on. Bring it on. So it is not by, you know, goodwill or good nature uh, that the butcher provides meat right. or that the baker provides bread. It is his search of profit. Right. That drives him and motivates him. Right. Right. It's there's something unique about uh that philosophy right. that is common amongst like the, the communists and the capitalist. Right. We all know that people are corrupt. Well, I mean that's a that's a market uh thing, right? Is Understood. The, the pursuit of profit. But but if you want politicians, right, if you want them to do what you want yeah. I actually right, don't. You don't want them to do what you I don't, want. I don't want. I don't want them. Yeah. Period. Yeah. I don't. I don't want them to do anything. Okay. Fair. But then. I mean, and also, who's going to pay them? Well, they're, 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 we just we're just talking. They're already getting paid more than their salary, right? By people willing to pay them to do what they want. 
Like the the money's the motivator. Yeah, so man. so that's how they should get paid. Well, well, I, by lobbyists, I, I, bribes. Well, not that's taxes. It. I mean, sure. Yeah. So re- I would so prefer them not the, exist. So remove the salary and just have them. So remove live the off politician, of, and then yeah. we can just understood. We can uh, all just chill, be happy, kumbaya, be nice. peace and love. Uh, let's go to the phones. We've got Bad Slave. Or just outbid the other people. Bad what? Slave calling from also New Hampshire. Bad Slave, you're on Free Talk Live. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks for calling. We almost have to. Lady. Uh, I uh, wanted to just bring up, you know, back to the ugly masking thing. Uh, you know, to me, what really creates ugly is is uh is is the the lines on the face the expression of i don't know disdain or whatever and one of i think a perfect example of of these kind of folks that probably ought to mask is uh is the you know klaus uh schwab i mean the the look on this face is you know just i cringe just, do you know where that comes from though like, that comes from face? no the, oh. well the that comes from the inside right like true ugliness lives on the inside of a person and sometimes that reflects outwards yeah there's uh, physical ugly too we know this because you're like she's a really nice girl yeah, but She's got a nice personality. She's got a nice personality. Are we talking about the hobo lady again? Maybe. The panhandle? I don't know. Do we know if she has a nice personality? We no, don't. but she's cute, so she doesn't oh. have to. Oh. I think that somebody who's not uh, classically beautiful, woman or man, you know, handsome yes, we know. or whatever, is, uh, you know, can do a lot yes, with a smile on their faces. That's true. Uh, you know, yeah. and, and uh, and and that's why I want to see. That's why people. we pay people to be pretty, and we don't pay people to be ugly. Did you guys know that uh, one of the uh, first de-escalation techniques that, of course, police aren't taught, uh, nor uh, any government employee that I'm aware of, is smiling? Yeah, no, exactly. Sure. If you appear to be friendly. Yeah. You know, if I'm trying to de-escalate an angry person, I'm not going to, like, scowl at them. Yeah. You're just but like, that's, like, the first thing police do. They're like, oh, I'm, this is escalating. Quick, bare your teeth at her. Yeah, yeah. Pull your gun, quick. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if, you, uh, if you're if you confronting, you know, uh, a, you know, two people arguing, right, you come up to them and you, and you smile. You're like, hey, hey, guys. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, I see you're having uh, an altercation here, right? And then you begin yeah. the process, right? Yeah. But you smile first. That's the first Absolutely. Uh, first line of defense yeah, smile, for de-escalation. Yeah, smile, light body language, you know? Yeah. Anyway, go ahead, Bad Sleep. Well, people that are looking to, to get elected will tend to throw on that smile like they, you know, you, you, you don't see it in their eyes all the time. Kissing babies, uh, you, shaking hands, smiling. That's what I do. It works. Polish up those teeth for a big gas grin, and uh, and you know, I, I mean that just yeah. is, you know, in some ways uh, as bad as uh, you know what Klaus Schwab does. And I, 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 for the life of me, I, I don't know why anybody would put themselves on a stage with that face i mean I, it just he, he he's uh 
He's ragingly disgusting. You know, politicians and, uh, do have a homeliness problem. Not a homelessness problem, a homeliness problem. There's a lot of <laughs> ugly politicians. You On got the inside or the breath. outside? Yes. Both. Okay. What was the guy, um, God, you know, with bald on top and... Uh, I mean, that's all... Mr. Quinn. Captain Steubing? All right. Uh, Captain Picard. Uh, I, I, they're, you know, one of the... Kojak? Congress this people. time we don't know. <laughs> Mr. T. Wait, no, he had a mohawk. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, some, some people are, you know, you can deal with it. I Former mean, tennis I, star know. Andre Agassi. Oh man, what a great mullet! <laughs> oh, he was shaved head. <laughs> well, in, in later in his career when he was okay, balding, sure, yeah. but he went from like the great mullet to yeah, you're balding now. Yeah, Fix that. Yeah. Anyway, what were you saying? But anyway, uh, trying to figure out other people who are so bald. I, you know, I, I I tire of of the uh, masks, even even if you're going to run around with the with ugly. Pasted all over your visage. Well, that's why they cover and up it, because they're ugly. Like I said, it's a win-win. Wow. I don't want to look at ugly people. Well, the, if they the, wear the mask. I know they're ugly. We haven't got into the uh, story here, but the bullet points say people who consider themselves attractive are less likely to wear face masks. Yes. Those who see themselves as less attractive likely belay masks improve looks. Believe. Uh, yeah, they Belied. used the wrong word. Uh, meanwhile, oops, I clicked on something I shouldn't have. Meanwhile, other major analysis found masks made no difference to infections, which we've been saying since the onset of COVID. So it just covers up ugly faces. Yeah, now you know why that yeah. dude's driving alone in his car with the <laughs> right. mask still on. <laughs> just get a window road. tent, dude. <laughs> And and prepares effectively for uh, robbing banks and whatever yeah. else. Too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's only a matter of time now that uh, most of the maskiness is uh, you know the mandates is, is over for the moment. It's only a matter of time until somebody walks into a bank or a convenience store or someplace. People already wearing, have wearing one of these, but like robs the place. Yeah. Wearing well, the really? I, this I'm sure it's happened. I mean, it probably has. Yeah. But like Rob, robbery ceased as soon as the mask mandates went into effect. Yeah it, yeah, it used to be that if you walked into a bank wearing a mask, yeah, take it off. Yeah, you would be security told to take it cops, off. right? You'd be hauled Not away. Not just a yeah. mat, hat and sunglasses, right? Yeah, well, gun gun stores too. Yep. I mean, imagine going into a gun store wearing a mask. That you'd have been kicked out in three seconds. Yeah. Forever doing that before the year two thousand and twenty. Yep. And now it's just the norm. Yeah. Oh, it's for your safety. These black, these black block uh, protesters, uh, Antifa and whatever. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, they're the same thing. Hey, they're they're they don't want. They're ugly. They want to do. Yeah, they but they want to do damage, and that's why they're hiding. They're they're at least know, smart because they, they're uniformed. So what? Right? They're they either. They're either ugly or they have malicious intent. Or both. Or both. If it's okay. Antifa, it's both. Checks out. But but I, if, I you wear, if you I, wear all black to the protest and you wear a mask, right, and everyone else at the protest is wearing all black and wearing a mask, you're less likely to get singled out true. for anything. These, these folks that are, that are, you know, 
going for the violence are people that uh, that are not going to have happy faces underneath those <laughs> anyway yeah that, you know what i mean it's, that is an excellent point bad slave and hey thank you for the call tonight we appreciate you uh the article goes on to say attractive people are less likely to keep wearing face masks in the post-covid era researchers conducted three questionnaires asking people about self-perceived attractiveness and mask wearing intentions in various scenarios they concluded that young and middle-aged Americans who view themselves as attractive believe wearing a mask hinders the opportunities to deliver a favorable impression to others. I mean, yeah, like 80% of communication is body language and facial expression. On the other hand... A lot of common sense in this article. On the other hand, people who do not view themselves as attractive buy into the mask attractiveness belief that face coverings actually enhance their looks well yeah because they're ugly so like uh you know just grow a beard right well if you're a girl right you know i mean you gotta start taking like hormone pills before you can grow a beard i mean i guess you get a fake beard but you know Um, that might make them look worse (laughs) depends what you're into i mean i'm not trying to you know not on the hobo lady so are you guys saying that like butter faces should like wear the mask yeah I mean, they they already we already had a solution or, for this. Or makeup is the article saying that that like uh, if you are a butterface, you can improve your chances of getting some if you put the mask on. I think, but they you're gonna have to take it off eventually. Do. Or are or you? Do you? Do you? I mean, kind of depends who, what you're trying who, to do. There's some people who are all about the masks and stuff in the bedroom, so you know, <laughs> use protection. The, the role play and the cosplay mm-hmm. and all that kind of crap. So like you know. There was the old joke about uh, the good old fashioned bag. Throw throw a flag over her face and F for old glory. <laughs> well, I haven't heard that one, yeah. but the paper bag I have. Yeah. You know, yeah. Be nice, put a you know, whatever. So I'm I mean, I'm just saying, like it, it's one less thing you have to worry about with the butterface. Right? Just leave the mask on. No problem. Can you imagine like you're in the moment, you're about to get down and like you know, she goes to take, and you're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> or if you like, and, and he's, and you're like, no, no, no. Yeah, leave no, it on. Just keep, yeah. cool. <laughs> uh, this comes after a major analysis found face masks made little to no difference to COVID infections or death rates. Initially used for antiviral protection, the face mask has become one of the symbols of a fierce culture war in the U.S. I don't, I don't know how fierce it is. It's stupid is what it is. Uh, There has never been great evidence showing that masks are effective at preventing infections on a large scale or any scale, but that has not stopped officials from mandating them across the country. Schools in Democrat states made face coverings a requirement for students as recently as this month, and the Center for Disease Protection, CDC, still recommends Americans wear them in places with high transmission levels, such as public transportation. Elderly Americans and patients with compromised immune systems are also encouraged to take precautions like wearing masks. Even though that probably would make their immune system worse. Even though President Joe Biden declared the COVID pandemic over late last year, as many as four in 10 Americans still wear masks occasionally. You know what I love? How they keep preaching the masks and the vaccines, but they don't want to talk about things that actually improve your health. Right. If they actually like cared about our health, exercise. Yeah. they'd be like, exercise, hey, eat drink more vegetables, some water, you know, some vitamin C, 
go outside every once in a while, D, vitamin sunlight. D, yep. you know, do some yoga, exercise, that go to the gym. That was the big gym. one during the lockdown, man. They kept you inside and they, and they locked all the gyms. Yeah. yeah. Right? You know, yeah, and then Go if, outside and go work out. And then if I tell people like, hey, you know, you should eat healthier, drink some water, exercise. I'm basically an a-hole for, you know, discriminating against people. No, you can't tell people to stop being fat and unhealthy. You need to tell them to put on masks and destroy their immune system. It's a world of body positivity. Yeah, body positivity. Yeah. Sure. Lose some weight, fatty. (laughs) Uh, Participants scored their facial attractiveness before being asked to imagine a scenario in which they are invited for a job interview at a company they really like. They were asked to answer the following questions. Do you think the interviewers will perceive you as more attractive with a face mask? And if wearing a face mask is optional in this interview process, would you wear a face mask during the company interview? People who scored themselves as very attractive were less likely to answer yes. They were also less likely to endorse the belief that mask wearing enhances their appearance, which further dampened their mask wearing intention in job interviews. You know what? I think there's some correlations here. I think communists are ugly and statists are ugly. That's probably what it is. Because you kind of see those types of people wearing masks more than free-minded people. I do tend to find uh, libertarian-leaning people a a bit more beautiful. Yeah. Okie (laughs) dokie. Do do you have a differing viewpoint, Richie Rich? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) You think think anarchists and libertarians are... uh, Ugly mofos? I mean, not on the inside. Okay. <laughs> and, and that's what really matters. But if I had to, if I had to prioritize... I mean, you're known for being a factual dude, so, you know, don't... Yeah. I, no, I would, don't hold back on us. Yeah, Let us know. now. I mean, if, it, if it's my preference, Southern conservative. Okay. That's okay. the cuties? For me. All right. All right. All right. Coming up, uh, we will talk about crazy examples of government waste just from last year here on Free Talk Live And we're talking. So it's Free Talk Live. Wow. Must be. Must be. What's the website? Freetalklive.com. What's the telephone number? 603-283-6160. Can you say that without mumbling? <laughs> 603-283-6160. For those of you who are hard of hearing, it's 603 283 6160. I'm glad we got that cleared up. Or just ask your smart device to call Free Talk Live. Phones are open. Uh, That's a take on the old Saturday Night Live. Or they used to have the, for the hearing appear, the little guy appear in the corner and he'd have, you know, cup his hands around his mouth and just repeat everything louder. Just yell it. It's a great bit. Yeah. 
You know what I like? This is kind of off topic, but I just need to say because it's so funny. Well, we haven't started the a people, topic yet, so it's on topic. The people um, at concerts that do the sign language. <laughs> uh, Sometimes, you know, they're like dancing, breaking it down. I want to see them do like some gangster rap no, or, they have, um, or like Slayer or something, right? I forget what yeah. it was. It was... Um, the blood of the oath is spilled upon the... You know, whatever. They had like a Nicki Minaj or like week. a Doja Cat one. You know what I mean? But it was a female rapper that was rapping very quickly, and it was really funny to watch the sign language girl, but she was keeping up. She was doing a good job. W-A-P, W-A-P, W-A-P. All right. Uh, Before we go on, Free Talk Live listeners, we are asking you for a favor. As you perhaps already know, Ian Freeman, the show's founder, was recently convicted of various victimless crimes. He's facing up to 20 years in prison. We can argue all day as if as to if the jury was mistaken or not, but that won't get us anywhere. What will be helpful is for you, Free Talk Live listeners, to write a letter to the Honorable Judge Joseph LaPlante about Ian's character, how he helps the community, and why you think he deserves a light sentence. Also, say things about yourself that give your opinion weight with the government workers. If you held office, if you you know were a former military, uh, you had a stellar career, if you volunteer, stuff like that, it would all be something to mention. Ian is a selfless man that has always tried to do what he thinks is the right thing. It would be a tragedy if he had to spend any time in prison at all. We need these letters quickly, so do not put it off. Send your letter for Ian Freeman to 63 Emerald Street, number 610, Keene, New Hampshire, 03431. If you didn't get to write all that down, that's fine. You can find all the info you need over at letters.freetalklive.com. That's letters.freetalklive.com. Please send your letters as soon as possible. We thank you. All right. This from FEE, which is the what? Uh, Foundation for Economic Education. Also known as FEE. Nine crazy examples of government waste in 2022. Nine? You you can't make this stuff up. (laughs) That's it? it? Nine or 9,000? It's it's nine. Nine. Just nine? It's nine crazy examples. Not just nine examples. I can think of 9,000 crazy examples. Government wastes uh, all the time, every day. But these are supposedly crazy examples. We'll see just how crazy see. they are. I'll, I'll be the judge of that. Across the I, 50 states. As there well. is a caveat. I always say never trust a man with two first names. The author of this article is Patrick Carroll. Mm. So, well, well, he has a man name and a female name. Still like two that first even, names. Okay. That evens out, though. Yeah, still violates the premise. <laughs> All right. If you're well, going to live see. by code, you got to stick with the code. I so. No change in rules here. Like, you can be friends with him. You can read his articles. Just don't trust, don't trust him. him. Yeah. With 2022 mostly behind us, many are undoubtedly grateful that this year is ending, or has ended, that would be last year. From lingering COVID restrictions to the war in Ukraine to economic decline, it's been a rough go. Amidst all of this, the steady slew of spending coming out of Washington certainly hasn't helped. While people were struggling to put food on the table and pay for much-needed health care, politicians were spending b- 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 billions of dollars on the most wasteful projects you have ever heard of. All of them. Well, they are all. They keep getting worse, though. 
And even if, like, even if you found one that was like, hey, you know, this one, they set a budget for it, and it came in on, on budget and on time and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Even before that happened, they took way more money than that mm-hmm. cost, took a bunch of it for themselves and their friends, and then used whatever was left over to pay for the thing. So it's all a waste. To highlight the most egregious of these projects, Senator Rand Paul, oh, you mentioned him earlier. I told you. Has once again published his annual Festivus report named the after the parody holiday. Celebrated on December 23rd. Uh, Here are some of the craziest examples of government waste that made the list this year. He does it every year. That's why I I thought it was a You did, and I totally missed this part where it mentioned him, so that's my bad. All right. Carry on. Oh, oh, may I? You may. May I? Thank you, Free Talk, Richie. (laughs) Number one. Should we go back? No, they're in this. Or, okay, so they're one through nine. We'll, we'll just go from the top. Using COVID relief funds to construct an 800-room luxury hotel. Broward County, Florida spent $140 million in COVID relief to construct a luxury hotel complete with 30,000 square feet of pool decks, a rooftop bar, and an 11,000 square foot spa and fitness center. Nice. Surely that's not allowed, you might be thinking, and you'd be right. But the county found a clever workaround. In a board meeting this past February, the money was transferred to the county's general fund and described as a federal payment to cover lost tax revenue. There you go. Oh, my gosh. The money was then returned from the general fund back to the project. Money is fungible, as they say. 800-room luxury hotel. But it's the government's own loophole. Like, of course. Like, and then somebody obviously spoke up and they were like, oh, yeah, no, it's fine. <laughs> we said it's okay, so it's fine. We wrote it down on paper. No, it's you're, gonna happen. You're, the you're, committee you're, voted on it. You're right. It's wrong to do that. However, it is okay to do it in this particular circumstance. Sure. Because we said it's okay. Like, sorry, it's eight to one. Mm, oh, I mean, luxury hotel or new stadium for the football team. Right. No, I, I vote luxury hotel. Okay. I mean, At least you can go there. Stadium would have been more than 140 million. All right, whatever. I think. I'm just saying they get they get handouts for all kinds of things. There was uh, uh back in the day uh, the Green Bay Packers did a uh, 395 million dollar renovation to Lambeau Field except when they did the press release they left off the word million. So when you read it it's like we are announcing a 395 dollar renovation to the stadium. <laughs> I'm like, what, a new faucet was put in somewhere? You yeah. Know, like just a, one faucet. One, one right? new VIP seat right on the 50-yard line. <laughs> the $395. They, got, they hired a guy to paint one stripe somewhere on the, on the walkway. Yeah. Anyway. Number two, using COVID relief funds to purchase luxury cars. The government has spent roughly $4.5 trillion on COVID relief aid. <laughs> Of which over one hundred billion was stolen or put to fraudulent uses according to the Secret Service. Yep. Where did all that fraudulent money go? As it turns out, thirty one point five million was used by four individuals to buy luxury cars such as Porsches, Ferraris, and Lamborghinis. I mean they were handing out those PP whatever loans. The PPE or whatever. Yeah, that's that's, no, that's personal protection equipment. But, but yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, whatever, whatever the acronym yeah. is. Yeah, like like candy, right? Yeah. Just like hey, any, anyone who like fills out the form gets money. Yeah, and so of course we're like, well, the we know free money. 
So scandalous individuals filled out the form and got the free money. Yeah. All right. Some got caught, but how many more got away with it? Because. Well, let's move on to number three. All right. Camouflage uniforms that don't blend in. Nice. (laughs) I'm imagining like, uh, I'm trying to remember, back in the 80s, uh, like leopard print and tiger stripes were were pretty big. Or like the pink camo, like how girls wear pink camo. Yeah, yeah. And like like, eventually like the pink took over. It was the pink tiger stripes and the pink leopard prints. I've never seen a pink tiger before. Uh, And I know that pink camouflage exists which is the first thing I thought of when it said camouflage uniforms that don't blend in. The federal government spent $28 million on camouflage uniforms for use in Afghanistan, which didn't match the environment of Afghanistan. It, uh, the first thing that came to mind was the the family guy bit yeah. for Peter's in like, you know, the war zone with the soldiers dressed like a clown. Like, you guys are <laughs> stupid. They're going to be looking for guys in uniforms. <laughs> That's true. Gosh. That is true. Uh, number four, maintaining 77,000 empty federal buildings. Yep. Yep. According. They sent everyone home. According. Should have just torched them. Where's Antifa when you need them? I know, right? Uh, I don't even know that this has anything to do with COVID. I think this might be. It doesn't. Well, the, the article's not COVID specific. It right. was just government wasteful spendings according to the office of management and budget the federal government spends more than 1.7 billion dollars billion with a b billion federal government spends more than 1.7 billion a year to maintain 77,000 empty buildings why black sites part of the problem is that the process for selling these buildings is quite long due to the various regulations involved. Ha <laughs> big surprise. Government regulates themselves out of quickly turning over real estate. Well, they don't care. It's not their money. I know they don't care. I'm just, it's just so. CIA block site. Hilarious. It would be cheaper, like I said, just torch it. Processing zone for black bag If this happened in any other organization type, right, the people in charge of whatever this is, whatever these departments are, would have been fired a long time ago. Long time ago, but now it just goes on. Number five. Subsidizing the free New York Staten Island Ferry. Nice. (laughs) Federal money. Uh, The Staten Island Ferry is free, and by free I, of course, mean funded by taxpayers. Though New York City picks up most of the tab, the federal government often chips in money as well. Chips in. Chips in, yeah. Well, here's, hey, a little, um, here's a little bit for your ferry. Yeah, so, yeah, what is the point of this being free in quotation marks? Uh, well, Gets people so unlike unlike when you want to park in downtown Keene, New Hampshire, and you must put money in a meter, if you wish to get on the Staten Island Ferry, you don't have to pay any more than what's already been taxed. It's like what Sarah wants with like, the buses why? in New Mexico. I just really don't understand. You know, you want to go to Martha's Vineyard? You got to pay. Well, pay the ferry fee. Okay, so and if pay you the ferryman. If you can't afford it, then I guess you're staying on the land. But you understand that the ferry is funded by taxpayers. Yeah. So it should be free. So it should be free. Right? Because they, they've paid for it once. You shouldn't have to pay twice. Their head's going to explode. So, yeah. No, so, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> so it's already funded? Yes. 
by the taxpayers. And the federal government, apparently. So it's funded by like five different organizations already? Right. And, and then, then, and then on they top don't of that, charge. you have to pay for it? No, no, no. You don't. But in other places, you do. Like in, in Seattle, Washington, yeah. there are ferries out to like Bremerton and uh, Bainbridge Island I was assuming- and the San Juans and that kind of thing. Uh, all of that is funded by tax money, but also you have to pay a fee. Yeah, that's how it is, and yeah. Which you shouldn't. Well, of course not, but I didn't know it was fun right. already. So, I was assuming they were like private. What we're saying here you know. is that not only does New York fund the Staten Island Ferry via taxation, yeah. but the government chips in The federal as government well. chips in. Yeah, the federal government. So now you're paying for a ride in the Staten Island. Uh, right. But if you're okay, in New York, your if, if you're, you're in New yeah. York, right, get your money's worth. Let's yeah. just ride that thing back and forth of Couple hundred times. Seventy million dollars of federal money goes to the Staten Island Fair. Okay, more than. A oh, so times. that's just the federal money. That's just the federal money going to the Staten Island. Why? Fair. It can't cost that much. I mean, boat maintenance is a little more expensive than car maintenance. Yeah, but the this if if the New York City if New York City itself is pitching in most of the money, yeah, and that's just a little bit that the feds are chipping in. It don't cost that much. Uh, let's go to your calls and thoughts. We have an unscreened caller. What's your name, please? Oh, this is David out in California, San Francisco. Hey, David. Yeah, it's funny. I, I mean, $70 million for the Staten Island Ferry, that kind of seems like a, a deal. I don't know how many cars it can hold. Probably, what, Yeah, but that's just the federal money. That's not including yeah, like the money that, that New York puts that's in. That's the chip-in money. It, that's the, I got five it, on it money. How many cars can fit on that ferry, and then how much diesel does it take to push all the way across the choppy waters to get to the other side? I mean, that's a big I industry. Mean, okay, but shouldn't like people riding the ferry and people local to New York pay for that? Why should federal money go to that? Well, actually, let me tell you. Why that, should seventy you know, million? Why should dollars? any tax money go towards that? Right. This is not. I'm calling you from San Francisco. And we yes, are a peninsula, right? So there's not a lot of options for parking for, you know, like people have seven cars in their backyard down in Tennessee. In San Francisco, it's pretty tough to have that because we've run out of room years ago. And same up, up there in the East Coast, New York especially. So it, right now, they did a study. Uh, it was a former mayor, uh, was it Sullivan? I'll remember his name in a second. But he had a son who became one of the city supervisors, and he was jamming on the issue of making our bus system free, totally free. Mm-hmm. And it was based on the idea that parking was killing people. Mm-hmm. And then you had these externalized costs where kids were getting asthma because there were so goddamn many cards uh, in town. There mm-hmm. were tourists. There were Everybody's driving around town, driving around town, and kids were getting asthma. And then so the hospitals are jammed with asthma cases, and inevitably they're poor people who end up stiffen the hospital and so the hospital had to pay maybe 30 million dollars a year in asthma cases uh and by making muni free then all of a sudden the asthma cases disappear because there's far fewer cars in town now the same thing is true out there in new york wouldn't you love to go sit by the water and the rivers in new york no. you know how much no. oil and no I, and I actually kind of stench? kind of hate new york I, I won't go there for the very reasons you have outlined 200 years of spit yeah i know and but the, the i have been there once to be fair well i've been there a few times and you know good and bad parts of town but it, the name of the game is is that 
there's so many people, you get so polluted, it actually pays to make Muni free. One of the other I'm not examples. necessarily it's disagreeing. Not free, hang, on, hang on. I'm not necessarily disagreeing with your premise, David. What I'm saying is that's a San Francisco problem. San Francisco should no, deal with it. The, the same thing with New York. It's a New York problem. New York should deal with it. There's no reason that COVID relief money from the federal government, much less $70 million of it, should go towards the Staten Island Ferry. Also, I live in the country. I, to be com- quite frank, I don't care what happens in the cities. You made well, your you bed by living get, in a city, uh, lay in transit it. System. You know, like, there, there I breathe fresh transit. air. You live in, like, there the fourth to- biggest city in New Hampshire. <laughs> hundred years <laughs> it, ago. It is still were, the country. <laughs> there were stagecoaches all across America, uh, you know, from the beginning, where people in the country were able to get to town, uh, just hop on the stagecoach when it's coming through your neighborhood. And the the idea is just, uh, I, I mean, it's been there for all these years, much less. When you start looking at the uh, the idea that we got suckered into paying $5 a gallon or $7 a gallon in L.A. and whatnot, and all of that money is going to Saudi Arabia, which is that most of the evilest prince, evil, fake monarchy, uh, fake religion, uh, evil twisted people out of Saudi Arabia, and all of that gasoline money that America spent for the last number of months was going to that guy. And and uh, I would make any kind of transit system free just to make sure he doesn't get it's it. It's not free. Yeah, how would you fund this transit system? Well, out here in San Francisco, we've got, like, um, in 1914, the federal government helped pay for a dam that's up in the mountains. And they did it with so that's not free. Somebody paid for it. Yeah, somebody that didn't even live there. We, the people in America, built a dam in 1914, the Hetch Dam. I, I, I didn't it, help build a dam. Did, Richie Rich, were you there? Did you help build this dam? Did, I didn't build it. Okay. If you're making jokes about it, the electricity from that dam comes to San Francisco, and part of the stipulation of making that dam was that the electricity provided would be made free. To the people of San Francisco. Damn. So San, so San Francisco. Not benefi- 2014. 1914. In 1914, the people of San Francisco benefited because the cost was borne yeah, so by people across the country. Street, we've got electric streetcars. You're welcome. We've got street lights. We've right. got uh, uh, a cable car that works with electricity. Understood. Uh, but we're on the issue uh, of funding, right? Right. So, so we the people can build a thing. One, like one a person labored plant. for the benefit of another. Like one person benefited without labor and one person labored without benefit. Right? The guy in New That's York. That's how it works. The guy in New York paid his taxes no. to the federal government. That money was then transferred to build the dam in San Francisco, for which the guy in San Francisco did not have to pay. So when you say that you are not we the people, are you just some outsider sniping at us? What? Uh, I don't no. think that happened. Nobody well, said, uh, nobody said we are not we the people. Going, so you were saying, who is we? You kept saying, I'm not we. You, because you I didn't build anything. Uh, yeah. We the people own America. Now, no. if you don't no, want to be part of we, we don't. the people, no, we don't. the corporations own the own America. The banks. No, they don't. The politicians. Specifically the Federal Reserve. Charter. No, we can't. You ever heard of a corporate charter? Yes. Corporate charter has to prove that they're not a parasite. This guy's and if a parasite is allowed yeah, he, to do business so in your neighborhood... So he can't stay on topic, he and he's delusional. Charter. Hey, thanks for the call, yeah. man. We appreciate it. 603-283-6160. For a juxtaposition, 
Let's go to Sarah in New Mexico. Sarah, you're on free talk. I Line. summoned her. I missed out on that conversation, but you didn't miss. You know, I was saving. Oh, you would have loved it, Sarah. It was right up your alley. Yeah. This guy oh, is in hi, San Francisco, and he was praising the use of federal money to benefit San Franciscans to, to benefit San Franciscans and build a public uh, works sort of thing. Project. Yeah, project. Yeah, well, I mean, that sounds good, but um, I wanted to say I made a discovery. I figured out, you know those uh, prison bunk beds? They have no ladders and so no side safety rails. Were you I figured in prison out recently? Why they, well, I was in that West Side homeless shelter. It used to be a jail, and then they turned it into a homeless shelter. So I was Just getting you ready like, for the eventual people? future. Yeah, okay, go ahead. So bunk beds well, with no rails that, and no ladders. Yeah, so what about it? Yeah, no ladders? Yeah. Right. But the, and then those, those the, you know those side rails that you could put up and then it locks so you don't roll off? Yeah, like the baby cage. Well, the reason yeah. is, well, in prison, they make weapons out of those. They they keep chipping it apart. That's why the prison bunk beds do not have those. And that was the reason that they just threw the homeless people in prison bunk beds. So it's it turns it it's turned into a weapon. Those little whales that they just keep shaking it until it breaks up and they go. So are you saying there's a conspiracy to off the homeless people by putting them into prison bunk beds where they can roll off and die? Um, they just been doing it and getting away with it. And so, hold, hold on a second. Beggars can be choosers. When was the last time you rolled out of your normal bed? I, I think because um, having not was, fallen out of lucky. my normal bed since I was like seven, right? I don't well, really I, feel, I fear off. railless bunk beds. I literally fell oh. over in a chair because the leg broke out from underneath me like three days ago. Would a guardrail have saved you? No. Okay. Just <laughs> yeah. Checking. Was it one of those chairs with the? It's a regular ass the- wooden chair. No uh, arm rails. Four legs. The but uh, if the arm rails sort of were there, back. in would fact, you, you could fallen? go see the chair. It's right around the corner. It's still sitting there. It's upside down. <laughs> it's in evidence corner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I took a photo of it just because you know I'm like, hey, the chair. That's HR the is going to come yeah. and, uh, and so check this out. What's what's the conspiracy, Sarah? With the ladderless, like, is it just the revelation? Well, you you made the discovery like, and well, that's that, it? It was, they just threw the homeless people on a formal jail. It's like they don't want to put any money behind it. And that's yeah, because how are you going to get money back from homeless people? They should put them and to work on the street corners to, to panhandle. Especially well, if they're a <laughs> Sarah, thank you for the call. 603. There's a government job works program for you. 283-6160. What's the government? Panhandling homeless people. <laughs> Just go out there and collect. Bring back what you got. We'll take 30%. 603-283-6160. More Free Talk Live is on the way. It's the Captain, Nikki, and Richie Rich. Margaritas. Aww. Oh, did that Sorry. go out? Oh. I don't know. 
but I can tell you that you can join liberty-minded voluntarists, anarchists, and libertarians from June 15th through the 18th for the 7th Annual Fork Fest at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. And I'm sure someone there will be making margaritas. I'm certain. Yeah, I <laughs> there might. Will, there will probably be a variety of margarita makers yeah. at both Forkfest and Porkfest. That's beautiful. Don't come with that pre-mixed stuff if you're going to compete uh-uh, with them. No. Yeah, okay, all right. Uh-uh. No. Yeah, no. none of that. Or if you do, they better be like, you know, cheaper. Yeah, <laughs> the market. Now you're will competing speak. on price, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, remember, it is uh, the the whole point of Pork Fest and Fork Fest is to uh, simulate a voluntary environment where everything is just done voluntarily yeah. through peaceful means. Nobody's forced to do anything. Uh, this ain't San Francisco. <laughs> no, it certainly isn't. No, we're Staten Island. <sighs> Continue. Anyway, uh, yeah, Fork Fest. Uh, is a fork. I've stopped the uh, fake accent now. Forkfest <laughs> is you. a fork of the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Or is this Festival. a fake accent? What is it? We don't know. Uh, Forkfest is a fork of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which sold out in 2022. For 2023, we're going back to where it all started. It's the week or weekend before Porkfest. Forkfest is decentralized, which means there's no ticket cost. No one is in charge. All you have to do to join the fun is reserve your campsite, RV site, or motel room with Rogers Campground for June 15th through the 18th. You can find out more at the unofficial website, forkfest.party. You can also connect with other attendees on the Forkfest Telegram and Matrix chat rooms, as well as the Forkfest forum. Links to those can be found at forkfest.party. We hope to see you there. Come party with us again, forkfest.party. I will have cookies for sale. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Body shots booth. I'll be off. Yeah, I'll well, be, that's fun. I'll be off diet too, so I can cool. I can enjoy yeah. Nikki's cookies. Yep, cookies, bread, all sorts of. If you know what I mean. <laughs> that was not a euphemism <laughs> intentionally, but. Yeah. <laughs> uh so where were we? We're on these uh, nine, the nine, nine crazy, crazy. What is it? What's the headline? Nine crazy examples of government waste from 2022, according to. Rand Paul. Rand Paul. And his list of festivist grievances. Uh, so we talked about the camouflage. I think we left off on the Staten Island one. Mm. That's where we got the caller. Seven, yep, Staten Island, right, yeah. Someone's paying attention. Interesting that we were talking about a, a, a ferry and somebody from San Francisco called. Oh, <laughs> buzzing. <laughs> uh, number six, boosting the Tunisia travel sector. What? During COVID-19. Look up Tunisia. Oh, it's a country, right? Uh, yeah. It's not uh, here. So why are we paying for this again? Well, uh, yes. To boost their travel. I don't care about their travel. Tunisia. Officially, the Republic of Tunisia is the northernmost country in Africa. See, they're a republic. Okay. All right. So now that we've got that out of the way, in early 2022, the federal government spent $50 million dollars. On a Visit Tunisia initiative meant to boost travel to the country. Why? Tunisia's tourism sector... Money laundering. ...generated over $1 billion in 2019, but apparently still needed some help. From the the United States federal government. Why? Why would... What's their GDP? That's got to be most of it. This isn't adding up to me. Uh, No. It's a little fishy. None of this makes any sense whatsoever. Like... 
okay, we're, I think, collectively, the three of us are of the opinion that government totally sucks and yep. should be done away with, go yep. the way of the dodo, it's antique, it's barbaric, and it serves no purpose. That being said, let's just assume for a minute, like everybody else seems to believe, except for us, uh, except for other you know libertarians and anarchists, uh, let's just assume for a minute that the government does serve some purpose, right? Even if it did, why? It's not this. It's not this. It's not sending fifty <laughs> yeah. million dollars to Tunisia Wait. for an ad campaign to promote tourism. Did they send or the, the 50 gender million? studies? I thought it said like the, on travel to Tunisia. In early 2022, the federal government spent fifty million dollars on a visit Tunisia initiative meant to oh, boost okay. travel to the country. Got it. Is the gender studies on this list? Uh, I heard the visit. I thought I heard visit to Tunisia. Mm. All right, continue. May I? You may. Oh, thanks. I'm if you will. It's Richie yeah. Talk Live. <laughs> Richie Rich Talk Live. Well, I had I needed clarity, and now I've gained it. Do you want the first chair? No. Okay. I'm just yeah, you... please. Can you guys uh, switch, please? Because I know you've <laughs> done this before. It probably wouldn't be very difficult. <laughs> Number seven. Mute, unmute. Mute, unmute. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me mute you, bro. <laughs> Uh, number seven, injecting a six-month-old beagle. No, sorry, injecting six-month-old beagle puppies with cocaine. Why? According they could have just done that to people, and they would have. It would have been consensual. Well, six-month-old people. Well, not six-month-old oh, people. Which, just adult right, people, consenting right. adults. What's six please. months in dog years? Forty-two months, four year. Yeah, I don't know. So, I can't do math. Because seven, seven, seven years, one. so three and a half. Right. If okay. Every right. year, seven dog years. Yeah. Six-month-old puppy would be I mean, three said, and a half. I said forty-two months. I think we're on the same page. Okay. So even that, that's pretty young. Like yeah. even for like a human three and a half year old, yeah. would you inject a three and a half year old human being with cocaine? No, I wouldn't. Yeah, but also would you I let wouldn't. Them snort it if they could afford it. <laughs> also, no matter how old the dog is, dogs can't really consent to something like that. According to a report from White Coat Waste, the NIH—that's the National Institute of Health, I believe—and I already hate them. So recently, continue. and I just have to take a look. Recently, spent two point three million dollars injecting puppies with cocaine for research. What kind of research? This is definitely a uh, Sunday topic for sure. Uh, let's see. Uh, the article they link to is says Coke Hounds. WCW exposes $2 million plus NIH cocaine tests on puppies to fulfill deadly FDA red tape. Uh, some things are better together. Cake and frosting, peanut butter and jelly, hot chocolate and marshmallows. Other things should be kept far apart. Garlic and ice cream, hot sauce and brownies, and now White Coat Waste Project investigators have found another terrible pairing courtesy of NIDA, the National Institute on Drug Abuse, part of the NIH, and paid for with your tax dollars, puppies and cocaine. In a new experiment we discovered through the Freedom of Information Act, because, you know, they don't advertise this stuff before no. they do it. They yeah, just of course do it, not. and then later on somebody finds out. That's why you need an insider like Rand Paul to bring it to light. Seven six-month-old beagle puppies were trained to wear a jacket. We know that doesn't. <laughs> we know that doesn't sound too bad. Sounds cute. But this wasn't a normal jacket. It wasn't a puppy raincoat or a cute dog costume. Instead, this jacket served a cruel purpose to inject 
the animal wearing it with drugs. And That's... they do have a picture here. It's a sad picture. Oh, man. Of uh, a beagle wearing this jacket, and it does not look happy. We're going to be finding those in mental institutions. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. Your your tax dollars hard at work. $2.3 million injecting puppies with cocaine for FDA research. To see if these jackets are good for human trials. It just pisses me off because I don't support animal testing at all. Not like I support any of the other things that oh. government does. What about human testing? If it's consensual, that's fine. I mean, I'm okay with animal testing. I'm not. I get it. You already said that, but you got to test on something, man. Yeah, people that are consenting. I'm not a beagle. Why, if you're going to try to see how something is going to affect me, why would you test it on a beagle or a monkey or a bunny? Preliminary tests. Or just do it on a person. Like, I'm okay with certain animal testing, like rats. Okay. I kind of hate rats, so test away. You know, I'm not going to lose any sleep over you testing something on some rats because I don't like them. Yeah, but they still have like feelings. They, they, well, they have a yeah. use and all that kind of. They serve a purpose. I'm not saying that they don't, but yeah. I'm just saying I'm not going to lose any. I'm not doing any testing on them, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to participate in animal testing, right? But I'm also not going to go like hunting down people who are doing testing on rats. Yeah, right. I mean, he- but if they're doing testing on beagles. Well, that's a whole different story. I'm a dog lover. Love dogs. Yeah. Okay. Right. I'm I'm opposed to this testing. I mean, the history of humanity is it was wrought with the use of animals as beasts of burden, right? Yeah. So we've we've used them for this type of thing in the past. Great. Now I got that stupid song stuck in my head. Well, you're welcome. And <laughs> I eat meat. I never be your but, beast okay. of burden. But so there's I, a way to eat meat more human. Like I think. The I am a, I have a meat eater too. So yeah, well, like, the consumption I'm, of animal I'm, products I'm, and animal kill, testing is totally okay different. Them, right? I'm, I'm kind of but that's totally it. like killing and torturing are two different things. Okay. Right. Like if you're going to kill me, that's one thing. If you're going to torture me and then kill me, that sucks. I mean, did they kill the beagles? Or are they just cokeheads? Uh, I didn't cokeheads. that. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, moving find, on. Find the cocaine in the airport, boy, or you don't get your sniff for the day. And then they find another beagle. <laughs> why Why does he keep sniffing? The, he's trained thoroughly to find cocaine. Why does he keep sniffing this other dog? Because the dog's wearing a vest and it's being injected with cocaine yep. as we speak. Moving along. Cool vest, though. Number eight. <laughs> Constructing a Gandhi museum. Nice. In fiscal year 2022, $3 million was earmarked for the construction of a new Gandhi Museum in Houston. That's the extent of the blurb they gave on this one. There's probably no snack bar. (laughs) You have to starve yourself to get in. (laughs) (laughs) Must fit through this tiny little wall before you can enter. Uh, Or you have to, like, you know, lay down in front of a military thing before you can gain entry into the museum. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. Checks out. Number nine. Researching if Thanos could snap his fingers wearing the Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yes. What? I've read this article. That was my favorite one. They did save the best for last. They did. It's true. Uh, those of you who don't know who Thanos is, he's a character in the Marvel movies. Yep. The Avengers. Uh, and the comics. Uh, yeah, the yeah. comics. Yeah. Uh, so he... Uh, you know, had this gauntlet that he wore, wore on his hand and he'd get all the infinity stones on it and then he could snap his fingers and yep. like make 
you know, half the people disappear, some sort of rapture-ish. That was the, kind that of, was the movie. Kind of yep. Researchers at Georgia Tech recently got a grant for $118,971 to study whether a real-life Thanos, first of all, that doesn't exist, could actually snap his fingers while wearing the Infinity Gauntlet. This is also kind of a red flag. Like, why are they trying to see if this is possible? Well, so, okay. Realism now, in Hollywood, Nikki. I smoked. They're trying to make us disappear. When I was young, I smoked incredible amounts of marijuana whenever I could. And I could just see me and my buddies sitting around going, man, do you think if Thanos was real, right. that he, like, that gauntlet looks pretty thick. Do you think he could actually snap with that thing on his hand, man? Like no, we gotta build one and find. Right, we'd go about constructing oh. some sort of, you know, facsimile replica of the gauntlet and seeing if we could snap while we wore it, and you know, trying to prove our, our case that way. So, for those who don't know, right, the the sound made by the snapping is like your finger hitting your palm. Yes, right. Some people don't know that. They right. think it's the it's the finger, the, 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 the finger, finger off the thumb, right? The, no, the finger off the finger pads. Yeah, because it makes a noise once you. Okay. Once you, yeah, once, once you hit the once you hit the pad of your palm. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. So everybody do it. All right, that's bad radio. Let's so stop that. so the infinity gauntlet <laughs> thing, right? It may not make a snapping sound, but it make like a thunking <laughs> sound, right? As it as the one finger ricochets yeah. the right. dung and like yeah. you know. Like a gong being so it made the wrong sound. It, w- it wouldn't make a snap, but I think it would make a. What like sound a, did they, it make in the well, movie? Well, hang on, hang on. They say yeah. they concluded that Thanos could not have snapped because his metal armored fingers. So it probably, it's probably the Hollywood special effects rather than actual physics. Yeah, you don't play. say no dir, as if like everything and in I that movie is Hollywood special effects. I still think they got it wrong though. The, so this this just in. And the Avengers, the space scene wasn't really on blah, blah, blah planet. Like, yeah, duh. It's a movie. This begs the question, if you snap and it doesn't make a sound. (laughs) Did it happen at all? Have you snapped at all? No. So if you just move your thumb and forefinger together and then allow it to lightly touch the pad of, uh, you know, the bottom of your thumb, your palm, uh, making the snapping motion, but no, I'm trying to snap without making the sound. That's not a snap? No, because I can put my two lips together and blow, and I'm not whistling. <laughs> two lips and blow? Exactly. Sounds like a party. <laughs> this is me whistling. <sighs> uh, and you gave me crap about Nikki's cookies. <laughs> if you know what I mean. If you know what I mean. Uh, your taxpayer dollars hard at work. Uh, they have a bit of a wrap up here. The true cost of government waste. Well, it's easy to focus on the dollar figures associated with these projects. The practical impacts are much more important as economics or ec- economists constantly remind us it's not the dollars and cents that really matter. It's the lost opportunities. Actually, going back to the, the being high and trying to build the gauntlet and figure out if you could snap or whatever. Please, let's go back like, to that. These guys were far smarter than I was because they got over $100,000 out of some government agency to do the research, to build their, or whatever it was they were going to do to figure out if it was possible or not. I think you were talking about it many episodes ago on Beard Talk Live. Mm -hmm. The dude with the the Riddler suit, Matt Lesko, his government funding book. Yeah. Do you want $5,000 to do whatever? Read my book. Maybe they read his book. Right. I mean, again, the, the grants are available, 
And if you can, if you get like a specialized skill in grant writing, yeah, right. The the world is at your fingertips. You can get have, money for whatever you want. Have you ever met a grant writer or grant administrator named Grant? I have not. I don't know any nope. grant writers for that matter. Uh, anyway, the article continues. Every resource that's used on ill-considered initiatives is a resource that can't be used to improve our standard of living, and this is the true cost of government waste. Yes. Or all of government. All, it is the true cost of government, yes, is yes. that you are prohibited from living your best life. Yeah, I really can't think of anything the government spends tax dollars on that has improved my life. Like, no. I, The only thing I thought of was I'm pretty sure the new homeless shelter in Keene is probably funded by tax dollars. I don't think that's a private operation. Okay. And that was the only thing recently I could think of that was like, Okay, yeah, that sounds like I like I would still rather just donate my own money to that. I thought that, that voluntarily. was purely a charity organization. Like I'm they, not sure they maybe. Fundraise I mean, that would be better. I mean, what's the benefit to you though? Like you don't have to see homeless people around. No, it wasn't even just that. I I thought of it. She because doesn't have to I listen was... to me talk about the not unattractive female <laughs> panhandler. Here I actually quite enjoyed that. <laughs> but so I, I thought of it because I was driving in my car and I saw these people walking on the side of the road, and this was the day where the wind chill was like negative 56 like it was just really really cold and it just had me thinking about the homeless people that live on that walking trail close by the studio and it just made me really concerned for their well-being that you know just genuinely concerned that these people might be outside in negative 56 degree weather like that's terrible yeah well those people (laughs) not these people those people but anyways and, and it kind of you know that's something that would be beneficial yeah. Well, okay. Again, there's a lot of things that the government does that is beneficial to somebody. Yeah. To somebody. Right. It's just inefficient in its use. Right. And also could be better provided uh, more efficiently or, or even better all the way around uh, if they got rid of their monopolies right. and yeah. allowed things like markets and charities to right. flourish. So is a homeless shelter in town a good idea? Yes. Well, is it a charity organization like, like, that's doing it? Well, when that's I, better. When I was growing up in Wisconsin, uh, the local churches would open their yeah. doors when it got to minus fifteen, or you know, some insanely cold. You know, it's cold outside. Yeah. You know, and they would allow people to just sort of camp on the ground, come in and warm up. You know, they'd offer tea right. and coffee, mm-hmm. hot chocolate, that kind of stuff, right? So people could could get warm and not die. Right, and so these are things that people are willing to do themselves. There's no reason to take money by the force of coercion and taxation to pay for a thing that's going to make otherwise charitable people less charitable. Yeah, yeah. Government funding of things interferes with humans being charitable to other humans. Well, even well, if it's not a charity, right? Like I, I leave the studio and I have a you know an hour or so long drive. Yeah back home yeah you do and sometimes i leave Ch- and it, champion by the way thank and you for and it's travels. snowing out yeah right i go well it is beneficial that the vast majority of my route right is plowed on the way home yeah so i'm not slipping and sliding but does that mean i want the government to be in charge of that right no 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 but they do it yeah right well and so uh i was regaling uh last night uh during beard talk live we were talking about sort of uh, how the the three hosts of that particular program uh, came to New Hampshire, and I was talking about how I hit some black ice in eastern Washington and oh, flipped yeah. my car, and I got a ticket for driving for all- with my wheels off the roadway. <laughs> what? Yeah. Because yeah. they were up in the air. 
Uh, Not purposely. So now, in a in a free market, I'm driving on a road. I obviously subscribe to some sort of road service provider yeah. that allows me to, to drive on the road. Maybe. It is the road service provider's responsibility to make sure that the road is either free of ice and snow and debris and that kind of a thing, uh, or... It's their responsibility to close it until it is free of that type of stuff. Well, yeah, well, don't close it. Right? I'm just saying. I'm just <laughs> yeah. saying. It it would be their responsibility. So in this case, wanna, okay, hold on. I want to say it's their responsibility, well, on, but me, it's in their best interest. Let me let me let me finish the All statement right. because the juxtaposition here is is that when it's a state uh, owned road system, uh, not only can I not sue them for an unsafe road can't fire them either i can't fire them either yeah on top of it all i get a ticket right so they're wow. extorting money that's a quadruple way for their negligence to provide an adequate service okay but here's the if you're if you're traveling long distance right you're not going to subscribe to every road provider along the way even in a free right, you got roaming in your plan okay however that works um you remember cell phones right yeah yeah no it's just like that yeah Part of my part of my drive over here, my phone goes into Roman because it's not a good signal. But you're not you're not going to be able to subscribe to all of them, right? Even roaming was a market function because they didn't want to do that either. Right. Ever. But you don't. It's not again. I want to I want to differentiate between responsibility and in the best interest. Okay. Right. If the road owner goes like, I don't do anything on this road. Drive at your own risk. Right. Then it's Boom. not their responsibility. That's not their right. responsibility. Yep, correct. But if they say for this price, you are right. guaranteed a free and clear pathway. Between so-and-so hours during a storm or whatever and yada, yada, so on and so forth. I'm making the assumption that in my road service provider agreement that those are the stipulations that the the roadway will be free and clear of debris and ice and that kind of thing. Sure. Which I think is not unreasonable. Maybe. There's a lot of dirt roads and back roads in New Hampshire that don't get plowed. 603-283-6160. Still to come tonight. Uh, What will we talk about? Let's talk about... A nine-year-old boy who graduated from high school. This is Free Talk Live. More coming up. It's the Sunday Night Edition. I'll just leave. It's okay. fine. Oh, oh no! Nope, he missed Psych. one. <laughs> 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 if only your name was Turd. Yeah. <laughs> Mister, I control the mute button, so I get to choose who speaks. <laughs> I'll hang up on the anyone power. who I disagree with. <laughs> I was just more enthused that I changed weird to I'm. Yeah. While I did that. Like, Slick. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking ahead. I'll on remember that. One. that. Turd Ferguson, <laughs> who's no longer listening, because you know, the captain I'd, is intolerable. I'd rather be uh, turned off than pinched off. All right. Yeah, that's, that's all I'm saying. Uh, it is Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160. Before we go on to anything else, I want to say thank you to Dodger. Dodger is a gold-level amplifier. What does that mean? Well... You can visit amps, 
www.freetalklive.com and find out all about our amplifier program, amps.freetalklive.com. Essentially, it's a way for you to contribute to getting this radio program onto more radio stations. We're currently on 170, 180 radio stations. We could be on 200, 230, 250, 300. It's not out of the question. It's all up to you. If you enjoy this program, if you enjoy the hosts, the co-hosts like Nikki and Richie Rich, the topics that we talk about, the entertainment that we provide, the perspective that we bring of freedom, peace, liberty, and peace. No, no, no. Oh, come on. Pros- freedom. Prosperity. Oh, okay. Prosperity. That's right. Seeing if you're paying attention. Sorry to pop quiz, you guys. I just want to say peace again. Peace, man. Peace. If you enjoy this program... Uh, and it's ironic, because I'm the one who said it. Because <laughs> you're the guy. We talked about iron in like the first segment. Yeah, oh. we're, we're way past that. Ironic? Ironic? Right, yes. Okay. At any rate, amps.freetalklive.com, amps.freetalklive.com. Uh, Dodger, thank you very much for your contribution. If you want to become an amplifier, visit amps.freetalklive.com. All right, so when we last left our heroes... We said we were going to talk about a nine-year-old boy who graduates from high school. Psych, we're changing topics. No, we can. No, yeah, really. <laughs> uh, we do have some, well, No, no, see. no, do the nine-year-old boy. No, I'm just, no, no. I'm just goofing. Yeah, okay. Right. If we get through it, we'll move on to another one. I hope so. Uh, high school graduation is always a special time. This is from WMUR.com. High oh, school. Local. High school graduation is always a special time in a student's life. I wouldn't know. I didn't actually graduate. I got my GED. But for a boy in Bucks County, that's with a B, Bucks County, Pennsylvania, just to, yeah, his graduation is making history. He's just nine years old. David Bologan, B-A-L-O-G-U-N, received a diploma from Reach Cyber Charter School, Charter School, which is based in Harrisburg. They didn't bog me down. They also ad- advocated for me saying, he can do this, he can do that, Bologan said. He took classes remotely from his home. In Bensalem, he loves science and computer programming. I want to be an astrophysicist, and I want to study black holes and supernovas. He said. I think the most Just important part. Girls. I think the most important part of this story is that this would have never been possible if he was going to just your typical public school. school yeah. You know, like I, I saw the headline and I was like, I bet this kid's homeschooled, and he kind of was charter, charter school, school yeah. online. But he was given opportunities that he would not have otherwise gotten from public school. And because people recognize he was smart, right? Yeah. Uh, His parents both have advanced degrees, but raising a young son with extraordinary intellectual gifts is challenging. Quote, I had to get outside the box, playing pillow fights when you're not supposed to, throwing the balls in the house. He's a nine-year-old with the brain that has the capacity to understand and comprehend a lot of concepts beyond his years and sometimes beyond even my understanding, said Belligan's mother, Rania. So this goes this goes back a little bit to a conversation several weeks ago where Peekless called in mm-hmm. to call me out on, you know, saying that people learn differently. Yeah. Right. Clearly, he's a gifted child. Clearly. Right. And this gifted child in this environment excels. Right. And if he's put into a public school environment, mm-hmm. he would likely not excel to this level. No. But would still be like top of his class for his entire schooling career. Right. Right. So it's a, it 
it's important to recognize, right, that people are different and learn at different p- paces. Yes. Right, and that this is the per- perfect environment for a child of this intellect already. Right, and there's even different uh, styles of learning that that go around. Again, right. uh, you know, management training courses or training people who are trainers as their profession is their job they work for some company and they're the trainer right they're the guy who trains everybody uh, they have to learn how to teach differently according to the different learning styles right uh, i am particularly a tactile learner like secondarily visual right but then again i'm a dude i think most men are visual learners but i'm tactile more so than i am visual I can watch a video and kind of, okay, I think I have the gist, but until I do it, right. I haven't actually learned it. And it's not until I actually put my hands on the thing and do the thing that I actually, you know, sort of cement that information in my head. So, Got it. Um, but the other point that I was making then, and I'll, I'll reiterate now, yes. is I also believe that this child is the exception, not the rule, right? I, yeah. don't, right. I don't think you throw all children into this environment and they excel at this yeah, level. Yeah, absolutely. Right there, there, there are dullards among us, right? And public school may be the best option for them. Yeah. Uh, David was an inspirational kid, definitely one who changes the way you think about teaching. Said science teacher Cody Durr. <laughs> Durr. D e r r Durr. After completing a semester at Bucks County Community College, Belligan's family is looking at colleges and universities to try and find the right fit. Am I going to throw my nine-year-old into Harvard while I'm living in Pennsylvania? No, Balligan's father, Henry, said. MIT, though. Balligan's favorite thing is learning, but he also plays sports and the piano. He's working on his black belt in the martial arts. That's the entirety of the article. So, yeah, good good on you, kid. Science and technology? Yeah. Relatively, you know, close proximity to Pennsylvania, perhaps? Yeah. Hopefully, uh, when he grows up and starts getting interested in in girls and having relationships and stuff, uh, it's too late. This won't happen. To Already him. a nerd. Yep. Hopefully, this following article. You think? Oh yeah, yeah he, okay. he wants to. Yeah, There's a video. And also, stuff, yeah. this I kid. Get it. Well, that's because he hasn't experienced girls yet. Th- right, and and hopefully he's already graduated high school. He's a total nerd. I get it, but he's still too young. Like that, that, well, that path, like, okay. oh my God, girls will derail you. Give him like four years, years or so, Seriously, 12, 13 years might, old, right? This little boy is so stinking cute in that video. Like he's wearing a little tux. Oh, he's so cute. So he might. So he's already got a fan. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully when that happens, this doesn't happen to him. This from MSN.com. She friend zoned him. <laughs> and he's now suing her. Is Richie going to be okay? He's, oh, okay. Got the long COVID. (laughs) That's really long. Longest COVID. Uh, She friend zoned him. He's suing her for $2.3 million over it. Wow. How many people are in your friend zone, Nikki? I'm about to, yeah. A man in Singapore is seeking more than $2 million in legal damages against a woman who he said caused him trauma. After she rebuffed his romantic advances Poor and guy. told him she saw him only as a friend. That hurts. That hurts $2.6 million. Does the, it? I mean, if he can get it. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what the Singaporean <laughs> legal system is like. But if it's if it's if if it leans patriarchal, mm. right? The, How dare you so. rebuff this gentleman? <laughs> the man identified as drone racing executive K. Uh, Koshigan 
See, he's a millionaire. In legal documents alleged in a defamation lawsuit set to be heard in Singapore's high court next week. Does that mean all the court people are stoned? The high Probably. Court? That's what it sounds like. That the woman's rejection caused him, quote, sustained trauma and reductions in his earning capacity. They're going to have to be high to find this guy or find that woman guilty, <laughs> the, I suppose. The suit, which the woman is contesting, seeks about $2.3 million in damages for the alleged harm of being friend-zoned. A separate case filed by Koshigan in Singapore's magistrate court was struck down last month for abuse of process, and the woman's lawyer said Koshigan was ordered to pay her legal costs. In that suit, he had sought nearly $17,000, alleging that the woman had breached an offer she made that included offering room for him to share inspiration, struggle, and achievements, and meeting up based on mutual availability beyond coffee settings. Okay. What? Like, did they so back, sign a so written agreement? Ch- Chappelle show right. writes a relationship contract. Right. <laughs> and breach. She breached the relationship contract and friend zoned him. I feel for this man. The woman, My I, sympathies go out to him. The woman had argued that the suit seeking $17,000 was abuse of process because it was brought for an ulterior purpose to force her to comply with his demands to, among other things, resume communications with him. The lawsuit illustrates a challenge faced by women around the world, that men sometimes feel entitled to their affection. Women do not owe men their time or attention, much less their friendship, love, sexual activity, or emotional labor. Maybe not in that culture. (laughs) Aware Singapore, which advocates for women's rights and gender equality, said in a statement regarding the lawsuit, Attempting to demand or coerce these things via legal means or otherwise can constitute harassment. Singapore ranks 49th in the World Economic Forum's 2022 Global Gender Gap Report, making it the country with the second highest level of gender equality in Asia after the Philippines. Japan has long struggled with gender-based income inequality, blah, 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 blah. So he's suing definitely in the wrong country then. Uh, Koshigan first met the woman in a social setting in 2016, according to the court's ruling. Over time, their friendship developed, but problems began to arise. In September 2020, when they became misaligned about how they saw their relationship, the woman saw Koshigan as a friend, while Koshigan considered her to be his closest friend, according to court records. Closest friend, wink, wink. Which means not close enough, right? right. In, his, so. in his opinion. Uh, uh, which said that she asked to see Kashigan less frequently, upsetting him. He said such an action would be taking a step back in their relationship. She, in turn, said they needed to set boundaries, urging Kashigan to be self-reliant. Kashigan, according to the ruling, did not react well to this. Clearly. Your boundaries woman extend from the kitchen to the bedroom. He sent the woman a letter in October 2020 threatening legal action for damages stemming from emotional distress and possible defamation. Just go to a therapist, bro. She told Kashigan that, that costs she, money. That she, she should pay. Yeah, right. She told Kashigan that she was genuinely uncomfortable. He threatened that if she did not comply with his demands, she would face damages to her personal and professional endeavors. It sounds like the state, doesn't it? Like, yeah. 
Wealthy people feel entitled. Like the state sent the woman a letter in October 20 threatening legal action for damages stemming from emotional distress and possible defamation. She told the state that she was genuinely uncomfortable. The state threatened that if she did not comply with his demands, she would face damages to her personal and professional endeavors. I mean, yeah, I mean yeah. I'm just substituting, you know, the dude for the state here and it's just, it just to illustrate my point here. It's true. The woman agreed to participate in counseling sessions with Kashigan, oh, see, which you... kept his legal threats at bay, according to court records. This is just so creepy just that she has to go through all this stuff because this guy is essentially stalking her. But after some one and a half years of counseling, she felt the exercises what? had become meaningless, she said, as Kashigan appeared unable to accept her reasons for not wanting any relationship or association with him. She obtained a restraining order against Kashigan, who then filed the lawsuit in the magistrate court while the other case was still pending. He's carrying his great provider. What else more do you need? Uh, See? Kashigan said. I mean, no, you need a lot. I'll give her a chance to reply. (laughs) So, first off, she's probably going to need him to not be a freaking stalker and to not try to sue her. When she tr- breaks up with him. Well, this is after she rebuffed him. But while he was being a provider, being caring, uh, being a protector. It's just, it's also kind of weird that she went through all the trouble of going to essentially relationship counseling with him for over a year. Leading him on. Yeah, see, I mean. There's got to be some sort of penalty for that. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Don't think there is. We just talked about opportunity cost. He he could have been going after so any number of other women. Yeah, he should have done that. Then. But she led him on, led him to believe that there was okay. uh, waiting room. What a place for our first kiss! Isn't it weird that we both had the same therapist? All my time with you was so precious. I know we're gonna probably wind up being Mister and Mrs. Because I wind and dined you at the Ritz. Remember that? LRN.FM Rachel, then that massage, what about that? But you never would let me give you a colonic. What was up with that? I'm just going to keep rolling. Unscreen. Whatever. I'm just waiting for the chorus. I'm not stalking you. I'm just calling a lie. All right. Okay. That's what I was trying to get to. Since you have to dump the middle of the verse. I did, yeah. Uh, That uh, actually reminds me of a couple people I know. I'm not stalking you. I'm just just calling calling a lot. lot. Yeah. Hmm. You want to call them out on the show? Uh, That, by the way, way, was uh, comedian Andy Dick. Uh, He was on news radio. Oh, I like Andy Dick. News radio with uh, like Joe Rogan and Phil Hartman. And uh, uh, what was the other guy's name from Kids in the Hall? Uh, oh, I know what you're talking about. I don't know. Uh, Dave something. Yep. Anyway. Uh, my, my favorite bit from that show is they open it and they go to like Andy Dick's character. is like, it's pronounced Buttafuco. Right. Yes. <laughs> Buttafuco. Buttafuco. Yes. Uh, in the same vein as him doing that faux pas, I allowed, you know, right. I was playing this and had to dump a bit of it. Uh, <laughs> let's see what Jerome in South Carolina has to say. Jerome, you're on Free Talk Live. Is that the guy that liked uh, the teenage girl, like the teenagers, Joey Butterfuckle? 
That's who you're talking about? Uh, I'm trying to remember what the actual news headline with him was. Yeah, he caused his wife to get shot in the face by this uh, young girl he was having a, a fling with. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but continue. <laughs> Which part is that you're talking about? Uh, Shooting his wife or having an affair? Amy Fisher and Joey Botafuco began a sexual relationship in July 1991 after Fisher took her vehicle to Botafuco's auto body shop. Uh, Fisher con- yeah, confronted Botafuco's wife. <laughs> uh, it's not the only body I can yeah, on the body parts, but not the auto parts. <laughs> She was getting her oil changed, that's for sure. You got that right. <laughs> getting the tune up, too. Uh, yeah. Uh, he was checking under the hood. <laughs> more euphemisms. This hey, is just from. Just to, sorry, this is just from uh, Wikipedia. Butterfuco's lawyer maintained that Butterfuco was never involved with Fisher and Fisher had invented the whole affair while Fisher's lawyer portrayed Fisher as a victim whom Butterfuco yeah. manipulated into committing the assault. So there you go. Hey, by the way, I saw your, um, I saw your nepotism uh, uh, governor on TV today. You know, the, the trust fund baby. Uh, what's his name? Snoo Snoo? Governor Snoo Snoo? Snoo Snoo. I call him Snoo Snoo. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's gonna run for president. I got news for him. Him, Nikki Haley, uh, what's his the guy in, in Florida, the governor from Florida, Ron DeSantis. Uh, DeSantis. Yeah. yeah. And hey, Mike Pence. Uh, the, hey, and none of them gonna be elected, man. It's, it's a joke. They can't even elect the speaker of the house, man. How are they gonna get somebody elected? I mean, they're gonna run somebody. Like somebody's gonna yeah. win the Republican nomination. I don't yeah, understand why that. a human has to be Speaker of the House when, like, speakers exist. You could just install yeah. a speaker permanently, and that would be the Speaker of the House. And if it ever failed, you could just replace it with another speaker. Yeah, it only took them, like, about what, five, six days, you know? Yeah, it's just crap they make up to keep you on your toes and keep you paying attention to all the things that they're doing so that uh, you continue to subscribe to the reality show of politics. It sh- this should have been the the end of it for most people, right? Because when they were trying to elect the Speaker of the House, they just kept trying to get the same guy in. We're yeah. like, oh, he didn't get enough votes. Let's vote again. Oh, he didn't get enough votes. Let's yeah, vote it's again. it's not really how that like, works. At some point, you got to yeah. replace him with somebody else. Right. Otherwise, just install him. Yeah. Right. If he's going to win eventually, you might as well just hand him the keys. Hey, they did a better job of organizing that January 6th right than they did um, trying to get a new speaker. I got to mention one other thing, though. That wasn't this, organized. Um, this Murdoch, this Murdoch trial. Murdoch? Did what? Like from the A team? No. <laughs> no, down here in South Carolina. Oh, the murder trial. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, I, I called you up last week and I told you that I said, you, you know, when they don't want to testify, you know they're guilty. Well, after watching about about two weeks of this, I'm even more convinced to be guilty. I well, thought that, hey, watch the trial, see the evidence. Well, I'm even more convinced now so, than I was. So I don't even know all, what trial you're talking about. And it, it's a misnomer, right? You're not, you you don't have to testify, right? And you're you're presumed innocent. So the fact that you're yeah. willing to find someone guilty because they exercise their right to not testify is a problem with the dumb, court system. Innocent. If you're dumb, you're presumed innocent. I'm not dumb, okay? I'm not dumb. I, I know that guy's guilty. I know it. 
Okay. But you can't base you can't base that on his refusal to testify. I can base it on anything I want. I know he's guilty. I don't care what he says. I mean, he's been stealing from everybody and his his friends, his family. He's a thief and he's a liar. That's what politicians do. All politicians are stealing from everybody and are thieves and liars. Then base it off that information, not on his declining, his exercising his right to not testify against himself. Hey, he's he's got a shyster lawyer named Harpootlian that's trying to show a bunch of lies to make people believe that he's innocent. He said he's honored. He's honored to represent him. How are you honored to represent a murderer and a liar and a thief? What kind of honor is that? Sounds like every politician, pretty much. Well, and defense, that's what that's what defense attorneys do, man. Yeah. I mean, why do they even call a judge your honor? What's up with that? Because <laughs> you wouldn't believe it if you didn't have to say it repeatedly to their face. Yeah. Or, or the honorable, hey, you, right? You, it's you the magic dress that really true. pulls it all together, you know? The black moo-moo. Yeah, yeah the black moo-moo. Yeah. You just make one thing sure. Tell your little your little pretty boy governor I'm not voting for him. I don't care. Oh, yeah, I was I was won. planning to hang out with him after the show today. We were gonna go have beers oh, and I bet you were. You heard that, Snoo Snoo? Jerome ain't voting for you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, and if you hang out with the governor, y'all keep it to yourself because y'all are consenting adults. If right? you don't vote for Snoo Snoo, you ain't black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I have no plans to hang out with His Excellency, uh, Lord Sununu, uh, which, by the way, Jerome, if you don't know, uh, printed on every memo or everything that comes out of Sununu's office says something like, from the office of His Excellency, Excellency. Governor Sununu. Narcissist. Hey. So, How come we didn't bring up the comment from Trump? How right. come we didn't bring up the, the, the comment from Trump who said that, Jews that vote for Democrats are disloyal. How come you never bring that up? Well, you I just never did. even heard of that. Yeah, you just brought it up, so thanks. Oh, oh, oh he said it all right. He said it. Right. Oh, I heard him say it. He, Jerome was at okay. a Trump rally when he I said honestly it. don't really pay attention to anything Donald Trump says. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. I, I, oh, you're I guess, or I guess Joe Biden. Comedy gold. You know? I mean, I, I will say this about Trump, uh, despite yeah. my, my hate for him. Uh, yeah. He was entertaining. He was probably one of the yeah. most entertaining I mean, presidents of all time. And I mean that like he didn't intentionally be entertaining. I was just entertained by his buffoonery. That's how I feel about Joe Biden, too. Like They're both hilarious in completely different ways, but it's still com- it's still disgusting that they're the but president if, of but the if, United States. But like, if, yes, it is totally disgusting that either of them uh, have like, anything to do with telling me and Jerome and Richie Rich and Nikki how to live joke. our lives. But yeah. if I have to rate them, and Jerome, thanks for the call. Uh, if I have to rate them on comedy content alone, Trump is still funnier than Biden. We are out of time. Thanks to our callers, our listeners. Thank you, Richie Rich and Nikki. Thanks, Captain. My co-hosts for being here today. We appreciate you. If you missed any part of the show, find the archives over at freetalklive.com. Thanks and peace.